0: Number one, the bank wanted a drug screen for yeah. everyone on the crew before they forward the money. A piss test? Yes, a piss test. I'll have what she's having.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. Oh, and then she interviewed Lil Yachty. Why aren't we yeah, getting yeah. these interviews?
1: Yeah, why aren't we the ones being interviewed? No, or why aren't we interviews. the ones that are interviewing them? We should be able to ask Lil Yachty about Boppenheimer. What do you think his opinion would be? I don't know, but his voice is hilarious when he's like, wow, <laughs> I haven't heard the I haven't heard the Liliotti interview, but I watch yeah. like a lot of the clip it, from like the, the Drake interview. Funny shit. Well, we're also next to my bed. We could do that. That's true. Should we get <laughs> <the bed> and <laughs> cover up? Uh, yeah, you heard that right, folks. Uh, we are back in person for the first time wild. in a long time. It's been. Do you remember what the, our last in-person pod was like what we were talking about? No, no, it's, not been <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. I can't remember. But we had to uh, come in and look each other in the eye yeah. to talk about uh, this topic this for week. a mammoth pod. Yeah, uh, people have been asking for qu- quite some time when this is going to drop, and here it is finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay tuned for our two-hour megapod where me and Taikei beat each other
0: off the entire time. I hope It's got to be less than two hours. oh, oh have it'll- 118 minutes total. Oh, so yeah, we got, we got, <laughs> it's cooking. Let's call it a,
1: a crisp 150 and <laughs> yeah. some wiggle room here. <laughs> it is finally arrived. The Barbenheimer pod, the Barbenheimer yes. dual pod. Yeah. The
0: two biggest movies of the year. We're doing one pod. Yeah. One of these, I don't understand how we're going to talk about it in less than an hour. <laughs> one of them, I don't <laughs> know how I'm going to talk about it for longer than 30 minutes. <laughs> well, that's why we're doing it together. Cause we have uh, a <laughs> possibilities are endless here. Yeah. How should we how should we position ourselves here? I uh, don't we're I'm I'm dolled. should I get closer to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stationary and I'm, I'm I'm prey for you right now. This is scary. Oh yeah, dude, I'm on wheels. I'm I got the movement. Mhm. Um, so where do you want to start? Well, so you said you said you saw Oppenheimer Monday, Barbie Tuesday, huh? Yeah.
1: So, I guess that is a good place to start how we saw uh cuz people were always doing so much so much Twitter uh uh dialogue about uh the double the feature. Uh, how how, how what is
0: the proper way when to take what to drugs, see these when. movies?
1: Yes. Yeah. How much mimosas do you have before Oppenheimer and, and how many cigarettes are you supposed to smoke before Barbie? Yeah. That kind of thing.
0: Um so you tell me first, what was your uh uh viewing? I did the actual double header. You did the double header. Started with Oppenheimer in the morning, walked up to the bar, was like oh, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna order a New York themed drink yeah. to go with this. What, with your New York, so I got drink? a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> I hate you. I'm feeling all clever, and then, and like, then I beat the system. yeah, and then Hannah goes, "Why didn't you order a Manhattan?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, that was pretty fucking dumb." But uh, did that is a Long Island iced tea a New York drink? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, so knock that out around 11 a.m. Uh, got drunk while watching Oppenheimer, was sober by the end of Oppenheimer. Uh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. And then, a Very sobering uh, movie. Yeah. And then 3.30 uh, rolled into Barbie thinking, I'm going to get the Barbie pink drink special yeah. all out of Malibu. So no. ended up having a Long Island iced tea in the middle of the morning for no reason. <laughs> you didn't get another drink from Barbie?
1: No. You're like,
0: well, they're out of just Malibu. just got super dehydrated.
1: You're like, if I can't get my pink drink, what's exactly. the fucking
0: point? And there's gonna get little pool floaties that go in it. It would have been <laughs> sick. That would have been
1: sick. You missed out. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, did you feel fatigued after your your double no. feature? Honestly, I was like, especially with starting in the morning like that, I was like, this is fucking sick. What time did you a, say you started that? 11 a.m. started it. And then yeah, I grabbed a little lunch at 2 30, popped uh-huh. right back in, and then fucking what? How long is Barbie? Like 90 minutes, it, it felt like it's more than that. It's
1: uh um an two hour, hours. it's one hundred and fourteen minutes, I believe. Okay,
0: so it's like just under two hours. So yeah, I popped out at like five fifteen. That's not a bad day. And I was like, I put in a nice day at the did office. You, did today. you eat? Yeah. Any yeah, food? A nice big burrito at, at at the movie theater? No, no, no. So
1: you finished Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. left to get a burrito, mm-hmm. and right then came back. The what a burrito with it? With Chipotle? No, Paneta taco. Oh. Gotta keep it local. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. No free advertising. <laughs> yeah. Were you at the Alamo? I was at the Alamo. Of course I was at the Alamo. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, you and all of our listeners know, I am a uh, <laughs> a veteran season pass member. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot what my every like so often they give you like a new rank uh, oh. of like membership.
0: So at a certain point, they let you just pick the movies that are playing there. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and like you start off as like uh
0: like a rookie or whatever mm-hmm.
1: and then you you go up slowly to like um like commander or like uh i think you start off as pedestrian your first one what is happens pedestrian. if you become general i've not i you, pick you know what i found out i i have i've had i'm in like my fifth or sixth rank there now it's Damn. like commandants or something i don't even is know Is that if-
0: why they send you screeners now
1: Alamo doesn't send me screeners. Uh, the fucking studios themselves send me the screeners. Oh my god. Because they know Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan and Greta Gerwig, they are the ones that are sending me the are screeners.
0: Are we still accredited film critics?
1: Yes, we are. Hell yeah. In case you're I have been getting several emails <laughs> to update my information. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um But so yes, I uh a loyal Alamo Drafthouse patron right here. Mm-hmm. Um so I did not do the double feature. Mm. i because I, I wanted to here's the thing though Um you have a job i, I do have a job <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> but i only get my season pass discount for one movie a day oh so that hit me that i was like oh if i need to get <laughs> reek the full benefits of yeah. my season pass i have to go two separate days yeah, that
0: makes sense
1: and honestly like i didn't need i didn't need to sit through six hours of movie yeah um but so I did. I saw Oppenheimer first, also. Mm. Which uh, I, do you think that was the right move, seeing Oppenheimer first?
0: I think so. Um. Well, I was just about to say though, I did find myself disassociating for patches of Barbie, where I was still thinking about the ending of Oppenheimer and being oh. like, "Oh, interesting. That oh. actually, I
1: didn't think about that." See, I didn't have that problem because I thought a day later I had time to adjust. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, but I get that, yeah. Uh, but I don't Barbie... think
0: I don't think it derailed my enjoyment of Barbie at all.
1: Okay, good to no. know. I also think that uh, Oppenheimer was the, the the one to go to first. Yeah,
0: um, or at least see. It. Yeah, I it would have been fucking daunting after having already seen a movie in the day. Yeah, being true. like, oh damn, I've got to go fucking ratchet myself in for a three hour movie that is that ultimately like I feel like with. Maybe not everything. Christopher Nolan, definitely not everything biopic, but with something of this nature, I guess like anything pertaining to nuclear holocaust, yeah, like, yeah. is going to leave you feeling pretty hollow at the end of the viewing. Yeah.
1: Um. So we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get into <laughs> more Oppenheimer stuff after yeah. after this. Um. So I saw Oppenheimer first, uh, also at like a very peculiar time of the day. Mm. Um. I think it was like a new like a twelve thirty showing of Oppenheimer on a mm. Monday. And I saw it by myself. Yeah. And uh, the theater was full of just other dudes watching it by themselves, which was hilarious. Dude,
0: the theater was packed the fuck out at eleven AM
1: when I was there. Oh, for bar for Oppenheimer. For Oppenheimer oh my god.
0: Um okay, that's because you was on a Tuesday, right? Yeah. That's because all the theaters do like five dollar Tuesdays. Well, here's the thing, I was thinking that. But well, maybe it's because people are doing double headers as well. So I got the Barbie tickets cheap, mm-hmm. but I did Oppenheimer on a 70, millimeter, 70 millimeter, so that's premium feature, so it's yes, no that discount. It yeah, that's tough. Worth it though. Mm-hmm. Um, I know because I was trying to see it in IMAX, and that shit was sold out like crazy. Yeah, and you, I was do like, you know what, my food situation was
1: for Oppenheimer was what? I had a Philly cheesesteak. Oh, keeping it east coast. Out
0: of Philly cheese taken fries <laughs> yeah, and, and three club sodas. <laughs>
1: and I did not have I to be the entire day.
0: I, I pissed probably six times during that. Did ready. you really? Because the drinks there are like a full medium you're on pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um uh But no, I did not
1: leave Oppenheimer once to go to the bathroom. Mm. I had to leave Barbie to go to the bathroom, though, after Mm. drinking far less. Yeah. Uh, And then so the next day, uh, Tuesday, I saw Barbie also at an early time at like 1130 in the morning. Uh, I'm a bartender for those of you who are listening. (laughs) These are peak work hours. I am not working. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And. uh, I saw it with a friend and. uh, We Got a shit ton of food. Nice. At the Alamo Draft House for Barbie. Nice. We got a I, I won't say who got what, but a club soda was ordered. Uh that's a, pretty vintage. A diet coke, a like jalapeno cucumber vodka drink. Oh. A spicy buffalo chicken pizza. Okay. A, yeah. Order of fried pickle spears, Ugh. Um bone in wings, which are not what Ugh. I recommend for good movie theater food. Fuck no, yeah, you're just fumbling with those. But she wanted to get them, and I was like, right. she, "Wow!" <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> it was that or the mozzarella sticks. <laughs> she, she wanted the wings. She crazy. <laughs> I was very messy, <laughs> smothered in sauce, Um dipping it, dipping it in ranch, <laughs> dark. Oh.
0: I would not, I would be fumbling around with wing. I can barely eat wings when it's light out.
1: Yeah, but you know, they were tasty. Nice. They were good wings. Nice. And then, I believe that I believe that's all that we ate. <laughs> T-bone steak. Uh, Where'd the steak come were The steak's at Alamo Draftat? I didn't, I didn't get oh. steak at Alamo Draftat. It would be wild if they had steak at Alamo though. That'd be sick. Uh, a full pot roast. They cook
0: it. Oh, the fans oscillate. I thought that was a rat running across the floor. I got scared. I don't know how you equate a oscillating fan to a rat, but I just saw the shadow. Oh.
1: <laughs> Those pesky fan shadows. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um so we had a shit ton of food for Barbie. Nice. And uh um yeah,
0: enjoyed all of it. It was great. Nice. So that's what I was dealing with. But we both were dealing with a little guy by the name of Opie. Yeah. Oppenheimer. So let's actually get
1: into the movies now that we've uh, uh addressed our, our our situations here. Yes. So we want to talk about Oppenheimer first. Yes. Okay. Continue. <laughs> so I Hey have... actually before we get into like the actual movie, let's talk yeah. about uh the just the
0: overwhelming success of both of these movies. Yeah. What are um, they both up to now? Didn't they both gross like 80 mil opening week? Good question. Uh uh-huh. So, this is actually crazy. What? Yeah. So this is a, a um
1: total, so domestic and That's overseas. Wild. Barbie has as of today uh actually, actually it actually seems like this article is a Forbes article from Couple of days ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, two days ago. Uh three hundred and thirty seven million is how much Barbie has made, which is like fucking bananas. That's like Spider Man money. Yeah. And then uh Oppenheimer has made a hundred and seventy-four million dollars across the globe, which might sound not sound very significant after the uh, the uh giant Barbie numbers we just talked about. But for a three-hour-long historical biopic about uh, a dude making a bomb, Mm -hmm. that's huge. Three hours is fucking huge. What we have to keep in mind too is because it's so long, theaters are cranking out Barbie screenings left and right. Like you can see like fifteen Barbie movies in a day if you want because they are just from nine a.m. to midnight. Yeah, just yeah, true. Every hour and a half, there's a showing. Or like uh, ever th- they're rolling it over, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like twice as many available screenings of Barbie than Oppenheimer. Yeah. So just the time alone is like a huge factor, and and not even people wanting to see it, but the uh de- the supply of which you can see it is dr- dramatically
0: lower yeah. for Oppenheimer. Also, I was just looking at his total box off num box office numbers, and if you exclude obviously the fucking Dark Knight ones. Mm-hmm uh well let's think about this so 174 is what then we're still opening week yeah so it hasn't been a week yet what do we think it'll do double that three times
1: that and like the span by the end of its run yeah and it will probably be in theaters for a while so like
0: yeah i'm just wondering at least double yeah but i do think that oppenheimer and barbie are going to be particularly front-loaded because i feel like because of it, it was such like a it was grassroots a social media thing yeah like everyone went out and saw it right away but also who fucking knows because that same logic goes for like fucking end game and movies like that where it's like i don't want it spoiled and then they still go yeah. and make two billy um but i
1: heard that this was the biggest uh movie theater weekend since Endgame.
0: yeah i bet which is insane yeah and, and i was just barbie, seeing that barbie and <laughs> that Oppenheimer is... did this. i didn't even think that yeah it is crazy it was those two specifically But um, because I was just looking, uh, Tenet did like 375 total, but that's pandemic weirdness. It Um, it did 375? Yeah. Still pretty good. That surprises me, Yeah. yeah. But um I don't think it'll knock off. Interstellar did like 750, it said. Oh yeah. But it's like think about the difference between Interstellar. The only two that I could see it not beating are Interstellar and fucking uh Inception, yeah. Inception and did, and we're excluding mil. the the dark, the yeah, because yeah, Dark Knight are... Rises and Dark Knight both did a billion. Yeah, yeah, um, but uh, but like all his other like, well, Memento and that well, was that was made for no money. Yeah, anymore. exactly. Um, he's already passed those, so but, I don't know. I think it's gonna pass Tenet, which is like crazy when you consider what Tenet was supposed to be compared yeah, to what Tenet supposed tenet to
1: be, being like a action packed. Uh, like thriller, like kind of like spy thriller. What did this cost? What Oppenheimer cost? I, I think with like a hundred million,
0: you should look it up. I was gonna say it had to have cost way fucking less than Tenet, just for not crashing that yeah. plane alone. But it already passed Prestige. Well, they did blow up a whole fucking bomb in real life. Like honestly, Prestige is like the closest thing you could compare to this. Out of his movies, or just yeah. movies? Uh, no, out of out of just Christopher <laughs> Nolan's movies. Um, where yeah. it's a period drama yeah, with guess. big actors and like a weirdly quiet little story but that only did 110 total i think this is almost exactly like batman begins oh because you think it's setting up a trilogy (laughs) yeah the oppenheimer trilogy (laughs) yeah um the birth of a franchise oh oppenheimer budget we're already like so derailed (laughs) yeah it's always nice when i'm yeah 100 mil you're right that was 100 mil yep on the on the nose according to this at least we're already.
1: Pushing 17 minutes into the pod, haven't oh, talked about the movie fine. at all. We, we actually got uh,
0: like two or three more things to say about you. You're, you're, you only
1: have one thing on your notes, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, well, oh my god, that was loud! Yeah, don't eat the <laughs> mic, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Oppenheim. <laughs> Wait, I had something that I was gonna say. Uh, I, talk, we're we talking about how day.
1: successful they were. On oh, opening yeah, weekend.
0: no, but I want to talk about the movie. How much was Barbie made for? <laughs> Had to have been more, right? There's so many fucking cast members. Had would have been less. There's so many cast members in Oppenheimer. That's actually so true. I can't believe I just said that. Barbie budget. No, because that was all like real sets and shit. 150. Uh, okay, so it was more. Yeah. Well, and look at the fucking marketing they've been doing for oh, Barbie. So,
1: yeah. The marketing. That's like one of the biggest critiques I've heard of the whole Barbie experience, which is like people are complaining that everywhere they fucking look there's uh, like an ad for barbie it's literally to, to which i say fuck you they made 337 million dollars like, also it, it like
0: obviously the barbie movie was gonna have a ton of fucking yeah it's mattel's it's only fucking, movie the whole movie's about consumerism <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah exactly like oppenheimer it makes sense to be like here's your trailer good luck everyone yeah
1: and also you you're you have christopher nolan behind it and people are going to see that he's one of the few filmmakers right now that can open a a movie like this and people
0: will show up just because it's Christopher Nolan. It's like dude, Tarantino. I heard, I saw a tweet the other day that I need to ask you about. Somebody said Paul Schrader is, well, that was sick, but no, somebody said, no, 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 this is just somebody had like a question for the culture. Mm -hmm. They said
1: Greta Gerwig. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Greta Gerwig. Oh, something about fucking Greta Gerwig. Uh, can is a great quote? <laughs> can make a movie on uh, fuck? What was it? It was Greta Gerwig. Uh, is a household name now. Is what was uh-huh. the tweet was claiming? Yeah, they said, is there anyone else of that generation besides Jordan Peel I almost said Jordan Poole. I would, I would <laughs> Jordan Peele, right? Why can't I yeah, remember his name Jordan right now? Peele, yeah, they said Jordan director. Peele and Greta Gerwig are the only two directors of their era that can sell a movie on name alone. Do you think that's true? I'd have to look at a list
1: of other. Exactly. Are you saying like under forty? There are. They, are they so. under forty?
0: I don't see. That's what's funny is it's like I feel like Jordan Peele is older than you'd think. Jordan Peele, age. 44 he's 44 Greta Gerwig age well she's got to be 40 right 39 okay so she's under 40 um but with but like okay because I saw that tweet and I was with Hannah and I turned and I just shot from the hip right away and I said Damien Chazelle oh my god yeah yeah. but then I remembered Babylon certainly didn't sell off name alone (laughs) I
1: also almost forgot to tell you I watched Babylon I watched Babylon
0: sick (laughs) are we doing a babylon Babylon (laughs) barbara but but i i
1: I watched babylon like before pretty much like before i thought the day before i saw both of these movies and i was like what an incredible double feature we'd see babylon than barbie
0: well that's how i was feeling the whole time i have the same fucking thing the whole time i was watching barbie i was like margot robbie's character from uh babylon is just barbie i literally said that when she when she dropped the one tear or whatever, when she was uh-huh. sitting on the bench, I literally was like, oh my God, it's fucking wild child. It's, yeah. It's when she was like, hold for one tear yeah. or hold tear and let it roll down the cheek as the light hits real quick. What'd you rate Babylon? I
1: don't. Did I rank it? I, I might. Know. uh Four stars.
0: I hated it. You hated it. I liked it, it a lot. I gave it two stars. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was good. Should we do a Babylon pod sometime?
1: Just, yeah. Right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. i honestly <laughs> probably have more to say about
0: Babylon. no i got oppenheimer shit okay i actually do have a lot I of just can't figure shit. out how to start oppenheimer um how about it starting with a montage was that big dickhead
1: how did it start i don't even remember it literally
0: just opened with him being like i gotta go study in europe i gotta find out oh, the music of it yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know i like, know i, going I thought
1: the the first
0: three hours of it were great <laughs> yeah exactly um no, the first i
1: think the, I, I did like the first um how it started I, I had no problem with that
0: i've heard people complaining about uh oh and also real quick on yeah. that greta gerwig and jordan peele being we, we totally just went past that I <laughs> I think, but i would say damien chazelle would be the
1: answer i would say that was a babylon fucking flop but it? but also it's another th- it's a three and a half hour movie God, they, was that was so competing with Avatar 2, The Way of Water. It was so fucking. It was long. so long. I, I had to take a nap was in it, the...
0: Wasn't Avatar 2 three and a half hours or something? Yeah. <laughs> it was, all, it was, all, it was
1: all. Every movie now
0: Why is Why didn't three people do a the, the Avatar on? They, they didn't think about Challenge. it. Challenge. <laughs> 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 it wasn't cool enough.
1: Um, I did have like a nap in the middle
0: of Babylon, though. Dude, I was. I watched it for just, an it hour and long, then I took like a two hour nap yeah. and then it came back. I was pausing it a lot. Um. But all I was going to say is like, I don't think Greta Gerwig necessarily can even sell movies off name alone. Did little women show up and demolish box office? All of her movies have, she is now, this is her fourth. Uh, I know lady bird was like the biggest, uh, a 24 until uncut gems. So yes. Um, Greta, I don't know if it's
1: because here's the thing. Here's my counter argument to that. Or just my, my, I guess my opinion on, on that. Mm -hmm. Um, statement uh can Greta Gerwig sell movies yes better than most filmmakers Mm. out today but I don't know if it's because of it's her name Greta Gerwig like Christopher Nolan or Tarantino or Paul Thomas Anderson I just think she makes really good movies yeah and the quality of her movies are what bring people to the theaters not necessarily oh I have to see this new Greta Gerwig movie Mm -hmm. but I will say. I most people wouldn't have would have would have no
0: interest in seeing Barbie if it wasn't Greta Gerwig making it totally. That's an interesting point to make. because I was going to say like you can't really make the Barbie argument because Barbie is one of the biggest brands. Yeah, on so it, it would have done fine. But, but I wouldn't have seen it, but I wouldn't No, no yeah. one would have cared about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but because you're like, oh, you have the signature voice of yeah, uh, a female. Uh, signature female the voice current of generation largest yeah. uh
0: name and female directors yeah Yeah. well what's interesting is like that's what's funny about likening anyone to jordan peels i'm like i don't know if anyone is doing what jordan Peele is doing where it's like like you said people show up because they're like it's going to be fucking good it's a mm-hmm. jordan Peele how movie. old is eggers um eggers i think is like 39 range yeah but it, uh, but that's North different though bombed yeah it's different too that's what i mean is like there's a difference between what is going to be a great movie every time a director makes one and what is going to be a box office hit uh what's my only other get he's 40 my only other one i threw in there was taika waititi oh I'm yeah like, i think he could oh, as well see, he's but a, he's, he's 47 he's, he's like 100 <laughs> but anyway um Anyway, let's I said, talk I'll about say, I, Jordan Peele's built different because all of his shit is because he's a original man. IP. I know. Yeah, he's a man. No, <laughs> no. Just, no, say, no, it. But I'm just like, say it, Tyke. Like, it is actually cracked that it's like <laughs> original IP, original screenplays, and he does like two hundred mil every time. Yeah, like, and especially in the horror genre. Okay, like, well, don't say especially in the horror genre. The horror genre is the most po- profitable genre. That's true. But I mean, like he is like you're right though because that he is like the aligning of the stars of Uh like there was gonna sooner or later be the horror. Like I would I like in his career most like Christopher Nolan. How old Ari Aster? Ari Aster I think is
1: like thirty six. I think Ari Aster is like just as big of a household name as like any of those directors oh, but beau was afraid went super dooky at the
0: box office. yeah well, no, we know why though 37 he is okay that was a wild movie i keep trying to forget about that movie. <laughs> i love that movie um, i'm trying to remember it uh, we got to talk about oppenheimer
1: yeah oppenheimer <laughs> okay so actually we're transitioning into yeah. oppenheimer we're talking about oppenheimer first and barbie second 94 minutes to do yeah tight perfect love that uh
0: what were your thoughts on Oppenheimer? Just overall, did you like it? Loved it. Um, Although, like, it's one of those movies where right now my tentative score is four and a half stars. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, I'm going to need to think about this one for months. Yeah. For <laughs> a long like... time.
1: Um, I'm in the same boat. I loved it a lot. Yeah. I give it an initial rating of four. Mm-hmm. Um, Because there is some things I can nitpick about it and yeah. there is some, some like there's some a couple times i had like roll my eyes and i was like of course christopher nolan did this mm-hmm. uh but after the the whole first two hours i was i'm like four stars four stars four stars four stars mm-hmm. and then the last hour uh which shifts dramatically of uh, the perspective changes and we're in we kind of the whole thing is like told through like three different non-linear storylines yeah. which that uh, which is the biggest eye roll for me I was like oh, Christopher Nolan just couldn't fucking tell a normal story
0: <laughs> I know that's what's funny is like when it was all said and done I'm like oh no wonder I'm really loving this it's literally <laughs> memento he's yeah. doing memento uh and then like one
1: of the storylines like catches up to the a different storyline we see it through Oppenheimer's point of view yeah so it's like a retelling of in, kind of what we already yeah. saw
0: in color everything in color was Oppenheimer's memories in the film and everything in black and white was what was being portrayed of Oppenheimer by yeah. Strauss
1: yeah and so then in the the last hour after the bomb happens um we're kind of like relooking at things again through like a different lens and uh, Things are brought to light and explained about um, like the true nature of the story. Um, So it's like easier or not easier, but so we can understand like a more holistic view of the story he's trying to tell. And when that was happening, I was like, "Okay, I need to watch this again. Basically, after I watched the end, I was like, I need to watch this again now that I know what I know. Yeah. About Strauss and about like the whole the the whole story as a whole, um, and so I was like I could see myself giving this five stars like after a
0: second rewatch. I just haven't done it yet. I really yeah. wanted to go
1: see it today, but I've had a very busy day.
0: What do you on. think about the storytelling being so non-linear? I know it's very typical Christopher Nolan, but I've gone back and forth of like why I think he did it. Um, because he's
1: obsessed with time. Yeah, uh, we had a whole pod about Christopher Nolan. That's <laughs> that's, that's all we talked about. I'm uh, like, but I don't have a problem with it because he does it very well. Like, yeah, he, no one else could do it like this, and he he does do it like very cohesively and like very, um, um, with 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 like strong intent with everything he's doing.
0: Because a part of me was thinking like, um maybe he failed in what he was doing. Cause I'm like, maybe the point was I was supposed to get a reading on who Oppenheimer thinks he is and how he comes across, which I didn't really get two different readings on that. Mm-hmm. However, if I honestly really rack my brain about why I think he did it, I think that that movie would have been very fucking boring if it was just from start to finish everything chronologically. Like if the halfway point would have been him realizing nuclear holocaust is like a thing and then being like, well, time for me to go to to Washington yeah. and prepare for the beginning of the Cold War.
1: Well, I think so. Uh, the three there are basically we are looking at the events of Oppenheimer's life in color through his perspective and then cut to uh, one a room full of men in this like mm-hmm. back room ju- like jury um deciding whether, whether or not, to, whether yeah. to grant whether to regrant security privileges to oppenheimer and it's like a kangaroo court kind of th- situation and then a third timeline or not, third setting of a larger um actual court deciding whether uh Strauss, robert downey jr's character will be uh in eisenhower's right in, yeah in eisenhower's cabinet. cabinet yep um so we have like these two courtroom settings that we are going back and forth between um throughout the normal story of oppenheimer's life mm-hmm. and so it does you're right break that up mm-hmm. um And what I think it ultimately does is provide a layer of mystery to Mm. like it it more. What's the word? Um, It Creates a layer of suspense for uh, the future. Yeah. What's going to happen? Like how, what are the events that will lead up to this or whatever? It's It's like, it's like teasing you about, uh,
0: the things that are going to happen. And I will say now would be a good time to mention. I, I think we had mentioned this on the pod. I was not excited at all for this movie and this concept because I, I, I have always historically been like, why the fuck would I care about what the dude who invented the atomic bomb mm-hmm. has to say? Like, I don't want to see him glorified. Mm-hmm. And if it was just three hours of slapping his wrist, I don't really care to see that either. Yeah. Um, but uh, it wasn't until I saw the trailer that I was like, okay, never mind. This actually looks like Christopher Nolan. Believe it or not, knows what he's doing,
1: and um,
0: and, yeah, and I will say that like that's something at all that I, I was not anticipating at all, and like totally going into this movie was like, oh well, the climax is going to be the Trinity test, and like you know, yeah. or or obviously the Hiroshima yeah, the and Nagasaki bombing. bombings. But it was very interesting to get, like you said, this layer running through the film of like, you don't understand what, like, I'm going to, I'm Robert Downey Jr. And yeah I'm going to, you need to understand that what our relationship was and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, where are you taking me here, Nolan? Mm-hmm. And like the way that he actually like wove like political thriller drama. Yeah. in the background and what if that would have just occurred after the bombings and after the trinity test i could not have possibly no, cared less you couldn't
1: have sat through like an hour <laughs> of like the kangaroo courts yeah at the end after the bomb that, oh, would, my, that would have been, been the so, most you would have been so fatigued
0: movie. that would have been the most boring movie of all time if uh, it would have just been trinity test and then him getting the news and then just like okay here it he would have been an entirely like one movie would have
1: ended and a new movie would have started. That's how, that's how Aaron Sorkin would have written the movie. I was just going to say a lot of people are comparing this to Aaron Sorkin yeah. because it's uh, most of this movie is, is men sitting in ring talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the way that Christopher Nolan does it is like actually like far more exciting than like mm-hmm. most of Sam- oh, Sorkin's work. And I love mm-hmm. Sorkin. Um, but like the, what's really impressive to me is that, the pace of which he's cutting and yeah. how these conversations he manages to make like very exciting. Yeah. Um, when it's literally just dudes talking about science in a room. Yeah, it is like actually super entertaining.
0: Definitely. Um, shoot, uh, I forgot where we were at. We were just at the montage. Um, well, real quick, I want to talk about the what was the. There's two scenes that I keep going back and forth on okay. is one the doing. Apple one? No. Oh,
1: I, I like the Apples. I had actually like just read about that on Wikipedia, like the week There's off. like so many metaphors that people are uh Oh really? Up. Tell me. Uh people are saying that like um Oppenheimer uh they're they're making a comparison from like Adam and Eve in the garden, uh, with the Apple and mm. that Oppenheimer is um basically adam and eve in the snake uh all in
0: one uh mm. because he makes the he's the one who made the apple dangerous yeah and and now the world is fucked
1: oh okay because of what he did do it he did do that
0: he did do. That. um one thing that i like about the movie that i've been like talking about a lot with other people is like i think that There's a lot of like subtext in this film that I think is not usually present in biopics Mm -hmm. where and I think that's why Christopher Nolan did so much of saying this is uh, his subjective memories, the in color scenes, because there's a lot of stuff where I think if you read between the lines and you have a certain negative viewing of Oppenheimer that I have, I was like, oh, yeah, these are parts where he is not willing to admit that he is jealous and stuff like that. For Mm -hmm. instance, The Mm H-bomb. Like, I think, at least my interpretation, and I think this is a good biopic, is that you can walk away with different interpretations, was that if he would have thought of the H-bomb and Teller hadn't, he wouldn't have pushed so hard against it and made it his whole rest of his career no 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 no. the a bomb has to be the biggest thing ever for the rest of time we can't have a bigger bomb than that Uh uh-huh but there is
1: also like a moral justification Mm -hmm. for like him being against it too and that's what
0: i like is it's like totally it makes sense like that is a whole nother way bigger thing that doesn't have to happen but also i think if he would have thought of it he would have said why are you holding us back yeah we have to push forward yeah and it does and that's kind of why this movie and this
1: character oppenheimer like works so well because there is like such a um, so many layers of his mm-hmm. like moral conundrum. Because like yes, on the surface level, the whole movie about is it right that we are doing this, and is it our fault that this is being made and that's being dropped, mm-hmm. um, or w- who is to blame? Is is the government to blame for actually dropping it? Is he to blame for for making it? Yeah. Um, does he have an obligation to his country? to do this uh if it does he have an obligation to science to do this
0: well that's um, what i thought they did pretty well was like i didn't i for like i said the longest time was like there was no justification for that yeah. like he's obviously like a reprehensible figure in history mm-hmm. but you know i just recently watched or listened to a whole podcast about the whole project manhattan and whatnot and about how the whole justification was The Nazis are ahead of us. The Mm -hmm. Nazis are the biggest death cult that has ever existed. If we don't beat them to this, they will nuke all of us into non-existence. They will not hesitate to use it. Yeah, they'll target New York City. They'll target Mm -hmm. L.A. They'll target all of our major markets. And it's like, damn, when you put it that way, like there really was no conversation. But then when you get to the point in the film where they're like, oh, Hitler's dead. Yeah, Hitler's dead. We have this now.
1: Like in in Japan is like, pretty much beaten
0: yeah yeah um
1: so where is the justification for doing this now and they're saying oh well japan will never actually surrender Mm -hmm. uh and this is a a period on the war and 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 the one point of view is this is an end to all war yeah because once we do this people know that you can't we can end any conflict basically just by dropping one of these. Yeah. And then there's the whole other side of that, which is like, no, you've let the genie out of the bottle. Everyone will have one. Yeah. And the end of the world is, is coming.
0: Yeah. And that's the other thing is it's like, yeah, like I thought that part was done really well where it's like Hitler dying and the Nazis no longer being a threat. And the whole reason we started this is Literally a piece of dialogue that just happens in the background and never occurred to Oppenheimer to like, oh, the whole reason I set out to do this doesn't exist anymore. There's no reason at all to continue doing this.
1: Did you think that Oppenheimer was a funny movie? No.
0: Did you laugh? Well, you think Matt Damon was,
1: had some good lines. Do you think that there was one funny joke in it? Which one? I thought there was one really funny joke. Tell in me. It. When they're talking about what city to bomb
0: oh that did get like big laughs out and, of the theater know, and i just like the general like, goes oh.
1: the general goes well we've crossed kyoto off the list due to its cultural significance also
0: me and my wife honeymoon there it was very beautiful <laughs> that one got a big laugh in the theater and i was like, like oh,
1: we can't blow it up
0: yeah it's funny because like in the way that i had heard of that is like uh like in the series i was listening to they're like it was actually like very good that he did that because kyoto is no like insanely historical city but i had never heard the justification that he was like and i love vacation in there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no that's the part that you're like you like this guy sucks <laughs> yeah they um yeah damn okay um
1: uh i want to talk about characters now okay i want to too that's literally what i was about to yeah transition. you brought up matt damon um but let's talk start with killian murphy yeah i he'll win he should win best, best actor best actor yeah hands yeah. down uh, uh no one else could do what he does the weight that he carries in this film is incredible he it, he, he has always been someone that i have liked very much um as a fan of *Peaky blinders mm-hmm. have we seen *Peaky blinders no he's incredible in that yeah and he, he's he he's the main the lead throughout the whole yeah, show that's what i've heard but we haven't really seen him be a leading man in film very much yeah. he's in almost all of Christopher Nolan's movies but as like a very minor supporting character usually yeah, yeah. um and this is our our first time seeing him lead a Nolan movie and uh, wow he blew me
0: away that's what I mean is it's like all all like I don't know oh Jesus Christ I keep peeking um all that I was really thinking about with it is I'm like yeah he's doing a very good job and I'm like well it's the thing I've said before, where it's like, well, when uh, the weight of the world is thrust onto your shoulders, and you do a pretty good job—that's a monumental job of acting. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, like, as well, uh, an acting job or like an actor in this film that usually gets these types of roles, and hence why he played Harry S. Truman in this movie, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you brought him up. Is I'm like, I I thought Gary Oldman was dead before I saw him as Truman. <laughs> gary oldman i was like, like gary oldman's not dead <laughs> yeah he's good always in these historical roles but i like there's always this layer and i even got it during this movie of like this is an actor wearing a bunch of makeup and acting whereas like killian murphy really just showed up to set was like this is me and i'm going to just disappear after
1: yeah after everything
0: that i've seen him in i i he was just Oppenheimer. Yeah. Which is incredible. Which I, yeah, I I did not think that he would do as well as he did in like my initial pessimistic reading when I saw the casting. He's so good. Yeah. I'm I glad he rose to the occasion.
1: Every movie would be better with Killian Murphy in it.
0: Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, that's why I was so down on as is I'm like, Killian Murphy is so great. I want to see the spurts that he, I want to see James
1: gets. Gunn direct a Superman movie with Killian Murphy as Superman, just smoking really? cigarettes.
0: What about him as Lex Luthor? Yeah, too. He can be both. <laughs> both? He can be like Austin Powers. Oh, yeah, I was about to... <laughs> um, do you know who blew me away in this movie and I've been thinking about it ever since? Josh Beck. Unbelievable tiny role. No, but I did laugh at the <laughs> at the gif of him going, I'm pressing the button from Drake and Josh. <laughs> Dude
1: for, hold on for one second. Uh, cause he's like in like he's in the has like two minutes of screen time. Yeah. Uh and it's like one when you first see him, when they're like recruiting, they're, they have like that montage of like recruiting the team, which is dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like in the theater and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then we don't see him again for like an hour and a half. And I literally forgot that. I and he's just
0: the guy that has the button. Like, why is he the guy with see, the button? That's something I really fucking liked about this movie. And was saying that I did not expect Nolan to be able to do. Even is like, Characters. There is no other main character in this film besides, yeah. Up. Like, yeah. Characters show up. Like, I mean, obviously, like Kitty is very close to being yeah. one. I thought Flo Pugh would have been a lot larger than she was. Yeah, me too. I thought she was gonna be big yeah. too. But I really liked that. Like, it wasn't. I was worried Project Manhattan would come down to him being like, we're gonna choose the three most like uh name recognition characters, mm-hmm. and they're just gonna be in every scene with him so that we get this continuity. And I really liked that it was like, no, it's. Was- nope uh you would, hit, like lose track of like who is who i forgot that we had seen josh peck before that everyone was, looks the same yeah <laughs> no all... and i really liked like yeah like there's fucking the kid from uh Roderick from diary of a wimpy kid who is he is one of the one of the scientists okay. uh fucking uh uh her- hereditary dude uh nate wolf or whatever from naked brothers band is who's he in hereditary he, is he yeah he was the he okay. was the kid who like split the atom okay it was, like, i just oh. did it in the other room yeah would, yeah yeah, and then like when they like put so much time into what's his name, Josh Hartnett or whatever? The yeah, dude, he did a great job. Yeah. When they put so much time into him early, I was like, oh, okay, he's, so the pr- other he's gonna be right? like the other main character. He's yeah. gonna be like Oppenheimer's like for better or for worse, like because uh, I don't think he actually was a moral compass, the way he kept like trying to union bust and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think the but I thought what they were setting him up as is like this is his authoritarian, like we need to help the U S government like in her voice. And he really just disappears. Cause yeah, Oppenheimer was like, I need the best minds in charge of these different regions. Mm-hmm. So you all need to get the hell out of here and we can't see you for the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah. And, what, um, and,
0: and, uh
1: this goes to a point that I thought was like a, a huge accomplishment for Nolan in the film is that these, the characters that we see, even though it's riddled with movie stars and mm-hmm. acclaimed actors, Oscar winning actors, mm-hmm. they don't seem like actors. They seem like real people in like real situations. And that's
0: that's why it's so good to use them yeah. so sparingly. So he, before I could start to realize, like,
1: oh, this is Josh Hartnett. It's yeah. like, oh, no,
0: this is a scientist. OK, now it's yeah. gone.
1: So everyone is just sprinkled in here and there. And yeah. it's like you are not. We have one center to the story, which is Oppenheimer and everyone else. You were relevant pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Except for like when
0: in real life you would actually be there. Yeah, exactly. And that's like a level of restraint that I didn't even think he could exercise. Yeah, very you know hard. I mean? Um, Emily Blunt. What do you think? Uh, great. But a lot of people are saying like how great she was. And I'm like, to me, she didn't have enough to work with. I, I, I agree. Everyone's th- saying that she's
1: like a shoe in for like best supporting actress. Which is like she had. It would be nice to me but... that I I hope she gets nominated. Like I love yeah. Emily Blunt. She's one of the best act- actresses in the, yeah, in the game the, right now. Yeah, I love now. her too. Um, no, no, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she has like one commanding scene, uh, which is in the courtroom. And she was great. And she was great. In but it. yeah, but that's really all that's one scene she does. And uh, uh, I don't know if now is the time to bring this up. Which uh, all of the criticisms of Christopher Nolan for like. Not getting women
0: is just so <laughs> hey, true. He has terrible women f- characters. He has terrible finally, a, characters. finally, a wife survived though. That's new. For <laughs> yeah, him. but someone else didn't. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Yeah, true. <laughs> Side chat. At what cost? <laughs> one of the one of the female love interests has to die in every single one of his movies. Um, uh, here's my thing though: okay. If if Scarlett Johansson is able to be nominated for best supporting actress in Asteroid City, she yeah. won million. Percent deserves to win over emily blonde yeah i that's fine yeah because i'm like i don't like she was really good yeah in the like three scenes she had where she was actually able to run with it you know yeah and that's something that's really interesting too about like the editing and allowing you to lose track of people is like that's why there is no like momentum to her characterization and whatnot Mm -hmm. which is one of the negatives of editing that way but i still think the strengths outweigh the weaknesses and if this scene that we're talking about
1: that was like a really good scene had like more of a weight in like a, mm. it, it as far as like for the story, like if it contributed to like an outcome more. Yeah. Yeah. Cause ultimately cause all the, the she's defending him in a kangaroo courtroom. Yeah. And she does a great job. It's a great job. But like the outcome was already decided before she came in there. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like they just had to give her that scene because he'd be like, "You're Emily Blunt. Like you need yeah. here's like
0: something that you because like, like if it would maybe have been get an Oscar nomination for it, if it would have been you know it wasn't like had, relevant for the story. Had he beaten the charges in actual history, yeah. If the scene progression would have went, you know, him getting eaten alive and then Emily Blunt coming in and eating the prosecutor alive, yeah. and then he beats the charges, yeah, that'd have been amazing, and she should have like deserved it or whatever. But, but it's no. like it was doomed either way.
1: But either way, she's great." With, yeah uh
0: we still haven't gotten to well f- oh also real quick another uh, uh another christopher nolan uh bad thing uh yeah. <laughs> a his female writing b keeps casting sean avery he needs to stop i don't understand why him and sean avery are friends and he keeps casting him in movies but it drives me fucking nuts you know sean avery uh, I'm trying to. I'm mentioning this just for boof because I'm positive he brought it up in, in our previous. What Chris was Sean Nolan Avery times. in this movie? He was just like the guy that was like, they said the weather's clearing oh, up. Oh yeah, I
1: thought he he's a man. Oh, he's the
0: hockey player, isn't he? Yeah, he's a. He, I fucking hated him when he played in the NHL, <laughs> and he keeps casting him. This is like the third movie he's been in, and like he's not an actor. He's not oh. in any other movies, and Christopher Nolan is just like, I love him.
1: Yeah, uh, Christopher Nolan's two sins of filmmaking, (laughs) terrible writing of female characters, yeah, the repeated casting of Sean Avery.
0: Exactly, but the acting that like blew me away and haunts me in this film, and it was like one scene, yeah, Casey Affleck.
1: Oh, dude, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I was saving that for I was going down the list, Mm -hmm. uh and yeah uh incredible job i forgot that he was even in this movie yeah and when i you see him like the back of his head yeah yeah you hear his voice i go i know this voice that's
0: literally what i was doing i'm like wait that's such a distinctive voice who is this (laughs) and
1: then i was like no
0: and then they turn around and i was like that's Casey Affleck. I wasn't even close to guessing who that I was like, As, I know I, didn't, I know this voice. I didn't but I cannot guess it at at until, yeah, yeah. until I saw it. i I'm be yeah. like, oh, fuck, it's Casey Affleck. But yeah, he, Casey Affleck is never really like, Casey Affleck in the roles I've seen him in is either like bumbling idiot or like just like generally like a weak person. Uh-huh. And I've never seen him play like this sheep or wolf in sheep's clothing role where the, he's just being like, oh, let me help you. Uh like, If you could give me a name, I could really help yeah and then he, that was the best editing in the film the cutting between matt damon and him. i was on the edge of my that was a very scene. haunting scene yeah
1: um i kept thinking of god what's the western he's in uh uh, uh assassination yeah, assassination of jesse james for yeah. the coward totally. Redford.
0: yeah and i kept thinking about him in in that movie and i was like i need to stop thinking about it that character <laughs> that's that's what i thought about too because i'm like that movie is like the closest time i've seen him playing a villain yeah but that movie he's like annoyingly pathetic yeah this is the first time where he's been like cunning and intimidating and scary and
1: i think it's so funny too just from like like from like a meta point of view of just like him and matt damon like being seen partners and like him so and him like eating up matt damon yeah
0: or not i wasn't even matt damon uh, uh killian but killian, then like them, like him, them like, parallel yeah, to each
1: other yeah because yeah, they're the cross-cutting like the scenes of him yeah. and matt damon yeah
0: Oh, my God. And then did you see the quick um, one, one, uh, one frame shot of the hand drowning Florence Pugh? No. So I saw uh, it, but I figured I just imagined it, and I was looking it up afterwards. For one frame while she's drowning, you can see a black-gloved hand shoving her oh, head underwater. Oh, really? I didn't, uh, I didn't
1: catch that. Yeah,
0: because I looked it up afterwards, and yeah, it is like debated of whether or not she committed suicide or if they thought she had gotten intel from... Uh, Oppenheimer and, uh-huh, and, and I really them. liked that they set up Pash right before then to be yeah. like this guy kills people yeah and then oh Florence Pugh's dead now Could it have, and like again uh-huh. his subjective memory to me it was just all all that Nolan was saying there was for a split second he wondered could it be that I got her killed with telling Pash like the stuff I told him
1: yeah that makes sense and adds definitely some weight to it mm-hmm. um
0: Penny Safdie I was talking to him about this. I'm like, I was so fucking impressed by him. He played. That I think he's great. like legitimately a really fucking good actor between this yeah. and good time. Yeah. He, he played, he was like so menacing in
1: this for like, even though like we're, we're, we're like not really sure where his allegiances are throughout the
0: movie. Yeah. Um. Well, and I think he, he plays a good job of being exactly who Oppenheimer is. In a way that Oppenheimer resents. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he is Oppenheimer, and it pisses him off to talk to himself. Like, he's like, why does it need to be a bigger bomb? And it's like, what do you mean? Why are you building an atomic bomb? (laughs) You're
1: building the biggest bomb.
0: Yeah, like, he wants to upstage you the way you want to upstage Einstein. You want to be the next person
1: remembered in history after Einstein. And, like, the whole through line of the relationship and really one of the through lanes throughout the whole movie is that, um, Teller, the Benny Safi's character, mm-hmm. uh, another great mind of science, like cannot, does not understand how Oppenheimer thinks. Yeah. And, uh, it's like off putting to him, the decisions that he makes. Cause like they, the way he thinks doesn't make any sense to him. Yeah. And the whole part of the whole point of the movie is that it's unclear if Oppenheimer like realizes like how he thinks and how
0: his decisions are affecting everyone around him. Yeah. And that's why I mean, that's why I think he's like a good reflection of him is because, yeah, I think if you asked Oppenheimer, he would say the exact same thing is why do I make these decisions? Why do I go? Why do I go pick up the call uh, phone when Florence Pugh answers? And why do I go there? And why don't I come back? And then why does she kill herself? And why do I react this way? Have you heard
1: um, the people saying that um this movie is just a self reflection of Christopher Nolan being a um being like uh how uh genius is just no one can understand genius and being like misrepresented because you're such because you're such a genius compared to everyone around you that's
0: that's what i was worried about this being yeah was like oppenheimer or nolan being like i'm also criticized of like being too technical with what i do he's
1: like you guys wouldn't get it this is how genius operates yeah
0: but that's what i liked about this movie is it did to me at least not feel like a ringing endorsement like i came away feeling like yeah he did some good but ultimately this is his own retelling of the best possible version of himself that he can. And it's still not convincing. (laughs) And like, hence why I think it ends the way it does with like our last scene with him being like, or not last scene, but last scene chronologically, I believe besides the, um, the award that he receives is him getting condemned in that court. And to me, that is like, even though it is a kangaroo court, Mm -hmm. it is representative to the audience of like his own condemning of like, no, when you add all this up, you're not coming out good Mm -hmm. in the light like what do you mean here's a whole nother affair that i forgot to mention (laughs) in my whole deposition like that was a that was a point in the film where i'm like okay yeah Christopher nolan is definitely like screaming at us like this is not the whole story he never once fucking mentioned the affair like this is his own this is the best i can make myself look and it's still not looking that good yeah um Okay, we
1: could talk about every single character in this for a long (laughs) time. There's one person we have to bring up still, and then we'll move on. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I thought you were
1: going to say Matt Damon. Oh, fuck. We had to think (laughs) about both of them. (laughs) Um, I forgot we haven't
0: talked about Matt Damon yet. Yeah. Uh,
1: Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, performance is incredible in this. I think that he will win supporting actor.
0: I I think he's really good. The only complaint I have is the same complaint against Emily Blunt. I don't for sure know that he had enough screen time and enough, not even enough screen time. screen time. He then. had a lot more than her, but I'm like, I don't know. I just, I had heard so much buzz going in of like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Oh, he's going to win best sporting actor. I was like, Oh, he's going to be like warring with him in this film. But I was pretty surprised to be like, Oh yeah. I mean, he did really well.
1: He doesn't have like the toe to toe moments. Yeah. Like, but sorry, you can um, finish your thought. But the fact that like we are so used to seeing Iron Man, yeah, for, exactly. For the last like twelve years, it is a um, nice return to form, and to see him like do something like this, um, is just incredible, and it, it really just a reminder of how
0: good of an actor he is. Yeah, that's that's like that's what I walked away and, with. I'm like, what, even if he doesn't win, I'm just what's excited impressive to,
1: to me is the fact that he kind of starts off as like the narrator of the story pretty much mm, like we're yeah, like true. and uh then to go from narrator to villain
0: mm-hmm. uh is like a pretty challenging thing to accomplish that's, that's very true yeah, yeah. I, that is impressive um i also want to say like a scene that sticks with me a lot in like i actually like that there wasn't these toe-to-toe moments is that in their one like actual toe-to-toe moment when They are going over um, whether or not to make an Mm H-bomb, and they're looking at the readings from Soviet Russia and Mm -hmm. saying, hey, look, they already have a bomb, so we got to get a bigger one. And uh, I just liked when uh, him and Oppenheimer are going back and forth of, is there a spy? Is there not a spy? Should we make a bomb? Should we not make a bomb? And Oppenheimer says to him, like, uh, well, we have no proof that there was a spy in the Manhattan Project and just the, but that's the thing is I expected him to be like, then what is this? Yeah. And like the way, everyone, but instead he just literally held up and went, Robert. Yeah. And I was like, that was There's like a way better, like acting job than we deserved You know what I yeah. mean? Like, no
1: Everyone really, everyone is just yeah. pulling so much weight. I like how they had to move the flower, uh, that was that very was subtle. a little
0: unintentional, like not unintentional, but a little like subtle comedy. That yeah, I was like, yeah, I, g- I giggled
1: because like they're like going around like the big flower piece, and then the- and the they even, just kept. They don't swinging. even really like uh, address the moving, and there's just like one little shot of someone like
0: bringing. The pot <laughs> yeah, out exactly.
1: Of it. Um, okay, and the last person we have to talk about is Matt Damon. Yeah, uh, which I think is probably going to be the most underrated performance of the movie. See, not, yeah. not because of. Matt Damon is not doing anything incredible yeah. throughout the movie, but yeah. the movie can't happen without Matt Damon. Matt Damon is the vehicle of why things are happening. And, True. and, and he is the only like non real scientist. Yeah. Uh, so well, he is like in a lot of ways, the audience proxy. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he's the, the driving force of the story actually. Yeah. Cause he is the one putting deadlines out and he is the one making things actually happen like, yeah. at, from like an, like, uh,
0: from like plot wise, I will say, like, I basically came away with this. He same had great beliefs. chemistry
1: with, uh, Killian Murphy. I like, think they so had a really too. good back and
0: forth. I will say though, like I came away with the exact conclusion I've always had on Mad Damon. I'm like, Mad Damon is the most B like out of like, if it's, you know, F to A, I've never seen Mad Damon not score a B. In oh yeah. Acting. Like it's I'm consistent. like, it's just always like good <laughs> like i'm like i'm never like holy shit get him an oscar right now and i'm yeah. not, I'm never like fuck here's matt damon again yeah
1: uh i think it's interesting um i heard someone talk about this um him being he is in his 50s mm. now i think i'm not exactly sure how old he is gotta but be right might, he might be pushing 60 soon like, well it's probably i think in his 50s maybe, i believe yeah i think you're right uh and uh 52 52 yeah um it's we it's interesting to see him transition this seems like a pivot point in his career where he is no longer like in so many of his iconic roles goodwill hunting uh uh, oceans 11 he's like the young guy that that is like trying to like punch up to these like to george clooney uh to these like established great actors what was he in air was that his vibe in the air Kind of an heir too. Okay. Um. Well, this like this new pivot. Uh. uh an older guy. Well, he but yeah, he was still kind of like. Yeah, He was like an underdog still, kind of an heir a little bit too. But that's. I like- could
0: I could honestly see Matt Damon being Tom Hanks after Tom Hanks is gone. But you know
1: what I mean. So Tom Hanks is a great comp too. I've heard him be compared to. He's now like entering like a Paul Newman phase, oh, uh, where yeah. he is like taking on like younger guys to like come with him and to like. Uh, I would will. Awesome. I will be the older man of authority to your like rebellious young guy. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would love. to So see I. That I don't know where this is going to take us, but uh, I, I would love to see Matt Damon in more
0: age appropriate roles. And, but and that's why I mentioned that he's like always a B too. Is it's like he's never worked with Christopher Nolan before. He doesn't have this. I existing... think that's like a little like uh, insulting. No, and I don't mean for it to sound like that. But because I'm just like, like I'm saying I in love the Matt general David. sense of like a B Damn, on a test, Down Mr. Ripley of being, uh, of being, uh, I think he's an A and Down to Mr. Top. Ripley. What's the that's top 20 percentile, right? What like a B? A B is yeah, it's top 20 percent. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I mean. Is I'm like, you could put him anywhere, like, okay, put Killian Murphy in a Wes Anderson movie. He's a great actor. That's a great director. It's not going to look as good. As I if... would love it. I, <laughs> I know. I got to shook myself right they <laughs> say it. But like... <laughs> Put Owen Wilson in a... Owen Wilson is great in Bottle Rocket. Owen Wilson is a B-plus in Bottle Rocket. Yeah. Put, put Owen Wilson in the role of Oppenheimer. Put Owen Wilson <laughs> in Oppenheimer. Yeah, like, it's going to come <laughs> out shitty.
1: Put him as like a scientist. But, like, you
0: could put Matt Damon in a Wes Anderson movie. You could put Matt Damon in the foreign yep. ultimatum. Yep. You, could, like, you could put him in John Wick. Yep. He's going to be a, a B. He's going to be in the top 20 percentile. Like, I'm okay. like, he, to me, is just, like, one of the more versatile actors. I got it. Yeah. No, so you mean it as a comic? Or like Jared Leto is always going to be an F wherever <laughs> you see it. He's going to fail no matter no. where you see him. No, we love Jared Leto. You're going to wish that was a different actor whenever <laughs> you see it. I, by the way, they played the uh, Haunted Mansion ad before mine. Uh huh. And they played a version of it I've never seen where at the end it's like showing all the names and then it said and. And then it was like this demon entering the mansion and then it was like his top hat and then it said Jared Leto and he went, surprise. <laughs> and I was like i'm gonna fucking throw up like why the fuck is he in that movie <laughs> all right <laughs> so matt damon yeah that matt matt Damon was great um shall we talk about the trinity test scene
1: oh fuck we got it. Th- we have to we have to talk about barbie still
0: we will but <laughs> we <laughs> yes. have to talk about two scenes okay. at least uh what are your thoughts on the
1: scientific accuracy of whether or not those little pieces of like plastic would uh uh Shield your eyes when you lay backwards in the sand. That's what they out. were doing.
0: Yeah. They were such dumbasses. Do you they think like, that works? This will be fine. Do you think that works? I think so. All right, you think it would hold up? I think so. Okay. It's hilarious that they were sitting there with like a windshield in front of them. <laughs> <were> like, this <laughs> the guy's fine. like, the, the glass protects But they the were UV. like 30 miles away. Yeah. But um no. But holy shit. Like, okay. So I know I had read all the stuff leading up where he was like, I want you to fucking feel the trinity test when it happens yeah and oh my god you did i know but like even better like it was like three two one i was like (sighs) and that pure silence after was like every you did not hear a sound in the entire theater when that happened like yeah it was incredible uh the whole sound the whole sound design for the whole movie oh my god is amazing it's probably it's probably the best i've maybe ever seen in a movie ever Whatever uh, Oscars exist for sound editing, for editing, it, I think it should win. For sound, it should edit, win. Yep, for yep. score, it should win. Yep. And this is like an example of a great score in the sense of I didn't notice it, and then I was like, cinematography is great. Do you know who shot this? Hoyt Van Hoytman, Hoyt, right? Yeah, Hoyt Van Hoytman. I literally saw his name, yeah. and I was like, our, I remember Danny uh, telling me our about guy. This. He's so fucking good. <laughs> our guy Hoyt. <laughs> yeah. My God, no that that Trinity test scene, I was fucking oh, like, here's a fun, a digging fun, my hands into my seat like this is insane. Fun random fact that we're not gonna like discuss further because
1: mm. we have to get back to the Trinity test. uh The editor of this, uh, I forgot her name, she's a woman. Um, got her start working with Greta Gerwig and uh, Noah Baumbach, and she edited Oppenheimer. Interesting, yeah. Okay, that's but, a, but we're not gonna that's an interesting
0: job Trinity test. She she's a turncoat. She yeah. went, <laughs> she went uh, away from Barbie. Mixed
1: feelings, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, the incredible sound design and uh, during that scene, it was like a whole full body experience. Yeah. Which is, I get it now. I was like, I'm like, it can't be that going into it. I was like, okay, we're going to see an explosion. Yeah. But I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And you know, there was no CGI in the movie. Not, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. No CGI, not one frame of CGI in the entire movie. And they lied Insane. when they said he
0: detonated a nuke on on set. I was yeah. like really upset with him when well, I was not doing a nuke. I know
1: but it was a real explosion, but though, that's right? what people.
0: Yeah, it was a bunch of tiny, like not yeah. tiny, bunch of massive explosions, <laughs> and yeah. then he filmed them from hundreds of angles. Yeah, and then digitally laid them all over each other okay. to create like this massive fireball. Okay, because yeah, I, crazy. Yeah, and like, and another thing. Um, Oh, yeah, that's a whole fucking... Never mind. I'm not going to go down. No, <laughs> it was a whole other thing about nukes. <laughs> I, was like, yeah, I don't have time. I don't know what I'm talking about. The self-restraint. <laughs> yeah. I applaud your self-restraint. Um, I wanted to say... um, Oh, well, now's as good as time, Annie, to bring this up, because I have to bring it up, because it's my one note. Yeah. So, Christopher Nolan specifically mentioned Mirror as something that Hoyt Van Hoytma showed him and okay. said that... um it's like he's like i wanted to capture some of that in this film mirror by tarkovsky i haven't seen it so i've mentioned it before basically like what what that means to me in terms of what he did in this film regarding mirror is mirror has a ton of scenes in it where the score is not necessarily reflective of like what you're seeing on screen oh yeah interesting so like for instance there's a scene in it where there's it's a completely mundane scene of like a if i remember correctly a boy being read to by his grandmother and just like actual horror music starts playing yeah and you have no idea why it's there and it's just that's how it felt to tarkovsky Mm -hmm. in that moment is like this was horrifying i don't know why and uh and there's no like deeper meaning in the scene it's just that's how it's associated with him so that's how he portrayed it Mm -hmm. and to me i could see that in um did you see that scene with uh in like he did such a good job of channeling that the scene with uh chevalier where chevalier is like hey you know we have friends who know people in soviet russia it seems dumb for us to not share intel with them Mm -hmm. and the way there's like these chords that come in that are just like absolute horror and you see killian murphy just like his eyes are crazy and it's like such a good scene because it's like yeah we don't need anything more heightened than just like
1: Oh, you've killed us! And 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 that's why this movie is so incredibly intense when it's literally just dudes in a room is talking is because mm-hmm. of things like that, uh the the score, the mm-hmm. editing, um it's inc- this is like a masterclass. And I, I that's such a cliche to like say, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it all is all the little things of like all of these ways to intensify a scene mm-hmm. that is without a different director or um someone who doesn't have uh, as firm a grasp of the craft as Christopher Nolan yeah. wouldn't wouldn't do and w- it would be just very vanilla and it, it and it would just be people in rooms talking the whole movie but because of all of these things that that he does that everyone does mm-hmm. the, the a, a collection of fucking master filmmakers yeah that they do <coughs> it creates one of the most thrilling movies i've ever seen when it's literally just people talking in a room yeah
0: and the and like you can use that same logic with i'm gonna give this five stars i'm i (laughs) now that we're like talking about how all the little things are perfect i'm like now i'm like i need to stop thinking about like is this as good as memento or something i need to start thinking of is it possible to make a better biopic than this a lot of people are saying it's the best movie I cannot agree with that just because my nostalgia blinders will never come off for uh-huh. Memento, but I don't think Memento is the best movie either. Yeah, maybe I don't. I like don't it. think this is better than Prestige though. Do we rank Memento number I'm a, one? I'm a Prestige Dick Rider. No, I think we had it at like two. Uh huh. I think I, would I think push we, we had Inception at like two or one. I don't believe that. I neither. Mean, Whatever. I if think it's one of those where we compromise and we're all like, it's in our top three. Yeah, yeah so I think I think me, you, move one. all at different things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, but real quick, so. The flip side of that, though, is any nuclear explosion you've ever seen, it's the biggest noise you've ever heard. And Uh instead, he leaves you hanging in the lurch of like this. When is it going to hit? When is it going to hit? And it's like both times the sound design is just immaculate. And um, finally, though, my favorite scene in the film uh, and the sound design and the mirror, like, and to me, influence could not be stronger. The rally oh. after the bombs are dropped.
1: Yeah. Like, it's kind of like surrealist a
0: little bit, too. That I will be thinking about. Yeah, it is so fucking incredible where he, that scream, every like hair on my body stood up when you hear everybody cheering and they just go like that. Ah! And then all the sound it, just disappears yeah. in that
1: moment. Like it's like the genie is out of the bottle. Yeah. hear that Hear the effects.
0: Yeah. Do you know who that was whose flesh was ripping off? No, who was it? Christopher Nolan's daughter. Oh, wow. That's actually like some, so cool. Yeah. He said he wanted to, uh, he said, uh, the important thing to remember is that what they unleashed that day has the power to kill all of our children, all of our grandchildren and end mm-hmm. humanity as we know it. And he said, so I wanted to express what that means to me in the strongest possible terms. Mm. That's great. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Do you, If you th- come away thinking that Chris Miller was like, this is good and cool, you are actually not watching. Like, no. He literally showed his daughter dying. Like, that's crazy. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. As far as, like, biopics go, like, this is probably one of the best historical biopics I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: I know. Now that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, how could and, this not be
1: five stars? And even it's it's because it's it's so much more than that because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. It's not just about the life of one guy, it's about the how the world changed yeah. and in in a in a bigger way than anyone almost any one person can impact. Yeah. Um I have heard this be compared to So if this is not a slight on this other movie because I also kinda like this other movie, but I've heard it be compared to like the imitation game a lot. Mm, I've and never seen like, it. Oh. That's it, the Benedict you know, Cumberbatch yeah, one. Yeah, Benedict right? Cumberbatch. About, like, Solving yeah. Enigma. Yep. Um,
0: Which are movies that I, I, I like, but it's, like, fine. Yeah. And... Uh, which is about what I well what you're describing to that is how I expected to feel about Oppenheimer. Yeah, and this movie could have easily been that. that. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. And it's like so much better yeah. than that uh, because of all these amazing people. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts on Oppenheimer? We have to stop now because yeah. we have to talk yeah. about Barbie. A
0: couple more reads, real quick. Of things. what was your note? What was your one note that you had? Uh, just the mirror around okay. those all two right. scenes. Um, and then I just wanted to talk about real quick. Um. Somebody likened uh, what Strauss and Oppenheimer do to each other, i.e., I think, and what this person was implying, that Oppenheimer knew he would go down in flames, but mm-hmm. then knew that if he then told Rami Malik what to do with that information, that it was mutually assured destruction. Mm-hmm. And that is a beautiful metaphor for what the Cold War yeah. then became, is what those two did to each other was a Cold War of like, okay, you take me down, you go down with me for taking me down. And as well as that, I really liked... I'm um, usually uh, sure destruction. Uh... Oh, so you know how when he would have his like anxiety attacks regarding the bomb afterwards, yeah, he would see a flash of white mm-hmm. and hear the stomping of the feet? Yeah. A, I thought it was really well done that he doesn't hear the bomb exploding. He yeah. hears fervor. He hears celebration for the bomb exploding yeah. as the way more dangerous thing. And then two, um, somebody said, and I think is a good interpretation, uh, Robert Downey Jr., when he gets his comeuppance and he opens the door, that's when you see his face blinded with light the way that. Mm. So it was like this whole time Oppenheimer's fear has been the entire nuclear holocaust of the human race and yeah. your fear has been getting embarrassed.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like, what more, could,
0: yeah, what more could be representative of this is more important than you are, Strauss? <laughs> like, yeah,
1: in the, the whole conclusion of like why he hated Oppenheimer so much. Oh, you turned Einstein against me. You turned the scientists against <laughs> yeah. me. No, it's like they didn't talk about you at all. Yeah. They don't fucking care about and you. Then, nothing to them.
0: And then one last thing, that final scene. What did you think of it as far as like?
1: I don't know if I remember the, is the final scene, like him talking to.
0: Final scene is him talking to Einstein. Einstein yeah. says, "Like, um, do you know when you gave me the award for lifetime achievement and pinned it on my chest? That wasn't an award for me. That was an award for you, uh-huh. telling you that you're the next one up." And then it shows Teller pinning the the, and he's like, "It's not a good feeling." Yeah. And it's Oppenheimer being like, "Yeah, you made the fucking H bomb. Congratulations! Like, uh, here you go. Here's like, thanks for putting the the medal on me. Yeah. That if and uh, it was also supposed to be named the Oppenheimer Medal." And they changed it to the Fermi uh, Lifetime Achievement Award after they took him down. Mm. Um, But uh, and then finally, he says, uh, do you remember that calculation about atmospheric ignition? Yeah. And how we thought we could destroy the world. And he goes, did you run the numbers? And he goes, I think we did. And yeah, I'm just meaning. And then. I though it took me like a whole another day to realize like that's not the last point in the movie though that's the middle point he did Memento again mm-hmm. that's when he realizes nuclear holocaust can actually fucking happen and that's right after Hiroshima and Nagasaki and then everything that happens after is him being like holy fuck what have I done oh, nuclear holocaust is a real I didn't thing pick that up yeah so, okay so that's the in but, the same but, way that Memento no, is but a realization that can't be true because. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they talk about that before the, they do the test: nuclear holocaust or atmosphere condition. Uh, atmosphere condition. They're taking no, 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 side no, no, no. on it.
0: No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Oh. I'm saying nuclear holocaust as. Oh, oh we're going to start an arms race. Everyone's going to have these. Okay,
1: okay. Because okay, it's never it,
0: mentioned it. that other people are going to have this. It's never mentioned what's yeah. going to happen after we build it until that moment, and then he sees the water droplets which I now like that when he sees the water droplets on the map of Russia, when him and Robert Downey Jr. are arguing mm-hmm. at that point in the film, that's him remembering the water drops in the water.
1: Yeah. That's why and I need like, to watch oh. this again. As soon as the, cause the last hour that is like clarifying what there's, I have to mention one. I, thing. I just
0: remember. It's like, the, that's so important. The last
1: hour that's trying to like clarify all the timelines. Yeah. I'm like, I need to like watch this with fresh eyes. Like from the beginning now that I know.
0: I honestly wouldn't put it past Warner Brothers releasing. Um, there's a version of Memento on like the special Blu-ray uh-huh. where it's just all in chronological order. I was like, if they're smart, they you would can just watch it on like, YouTube.
1: You can watch it on YouTube.
0: Yeah, exactly. And no. I'm like, they should just after the fervor is dead and gone, be but, like, hey, everyone who didn't get it, here it is chronologically. <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, you just have... juice some extra money out of. Like, my mom called me. I was like, I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> like, what was going on in that? Real quick. Okay what do you have in that opening montage they show him reading the wasteland by t.s Eliot. not that quick um i didn't know anything about that i looked it up do you know how that book ends or the poem ends no it was written after world war one it is a metaphor for how world war one ended and everything Mm -hmm. and it ends with a flash of lightning over a desert in the night that illuminates the entire desert with light and in the light, you see a broken old man standing by a pond and watching rain drop into the pond. Oh. So and it's they, like, they, they pull, holy like, fucking yeah. shit. That's insane. that, so that that's was, the end of the poem? That's the end of the poem that was written before World War II, written before uh, anyone knew anything about anything atomic. Nice. And that's everything that's that he channeled in that movie. And it's like, that's, that's so wild. nuts. As soon as I saw him flash yeah. that cover, I was like, Oh, he's like, I'm about to do something. <laughs> yeah. Here. There seems to be like so much like subtext
1: about like all of these, like other works of literature mm-hmm. uh, throughout the movie. Yeah. That is like, yeah, I couldn't even begin yeah. to like, and I have not read that. Them. That's just what
0: I read. People. Well, said this whole, this whole movie is
1: based off of a book, American Prometheus, Yeah, American yeah. Prometheus, that uh, is supposed to be like one of like the truest, um, like Tellings of a like auto, auto or not auto, auto but a but yeah, yeah, bi- yeah. biographical story, yeah.
0: And the movie doesn't follow it exactly, but yeah. But now, on to another movie based on literature with tons of subtext. Okay,
1: this is good, how are we gonna transition? <laughs> uh, the, you're gonna sing Oppenheimer's so Done Barbie World. Oh my god, now Barbie, 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 time to beach off right now we're gonna because we are taking the most dramatic tonal shift of all time
0: 40 minutes to... <laughs> we, <laughs> we have it's take... 41 <laughs> it's gonna take 20 minutes just to steer 20, out of perfect
1: we have plenty of time
0: <laughs> yeah um okay. well i'll kick it off right now uh no one else is gonna win best supported actor but Ryan Gosling, if I have my way. Yeah, you think so? I, I think I, that was some of the best physical comedy acting I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: I yeah, I think that he's well deserving. People are really praising him. Mm-hmm. Margot
0: Robbie's incredible in this. Mm. Um uh,
1: and uh, she's amazing. Um also just
0: very good looking. <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> they that, both was, are. Funny. They that both was funny are. when they had the voiceover that was like note to director if you <laughs> want to make this point do not cast margot robbie in the lean role she's like i'm not well, like helen mirren with <laughs> yeah, and yeah yeah yeah
1: um w- before we get into uh the n- the nitty-gritty of barbie yeah uh, what are your thoughts did you like it i did and, and let me just put a disclaimer we are not like the people that should be like talking about Barbie. <laughs> true yeah but I'm, we are.
0: i am i'm i'm in kind of a tough place with barbie is Yeah. Where I'm like, I that movie delivered on everything that like I hoped it would be, basically. Okay. And to me, usually that's like a three and a half, where I'm like, that met my expectations.
1: Is that your rating?
0: Currently, yes. But the reason I'm like, it might be four stars, though, is because I'm like, I need to remember what exactly my expectations you're were. You're
1: trying to hide your massage. Yeah.
0: Because I'm like, for instance, I had that exact same feeling after I watched The Thing for the first time, but then I had to really think I had about a it. a
1: very different initial... <laughs> well, when I saw The Thing for the first time, I said, holy fuck, this is a five-star movie. I love it. But that's
0: the thing is I had been told for years and years and years, this oh, is the, the greatest is. horror film of all time. And then after I finished it, I was like yeah, that met my expectations. So four stars. (laughs) And then I was like, no, 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 wait. My expectations were this would be the greatest film I've ever seen. And it met my expectations. Like that has to be a five star film. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, were my expectations for a four star film, though? Because I'm like, that was a really good movie. So shouldn't it be four stars? I guess probably the problem I'm having with placing it is I'm having trouble figuring out if this is a children's movie Th- or not. that's
1: kind of where i am too <laughs> yeah so i write also i don't know if i rated it or not i have it a three and a half stars. yeah
0: it's a good
1: movie yeah um and uh i think where my problem is with barbie is because everyone was like the the whole marketing about it was it's not what you think yeah and uh it's gonna be by and i love Greta gerwig and i love no bomb back co-wrote it i love the whole cast Mm -hmm. and i heard it be described as like a um very truman show-esque and i was i guess i was expecting it to be like far more extreme Mm. i was expecting it to be like kaufman-esque in a way oh interesting uh which i had no business expecting that (laughs) yeah um and to be f- after I was like, oh, why did I think that would be that? Yeah, it is. It's PG-13. It is supposed to be like a children's movie. Yeah. For the most part. And it's trying to have its cake and eat it too um, with its mm-hmm. audience. As far as um, we are not only going to uh market this to young girls, which is like the primary audience, but also to like a varying adult audience as well. Yeah. Um, And it does do a very good job hitting both of those targets, but it is a movie targeted for children, even though like, there are a lot of funny jokes that probably are going all over the heads of a lot of the youth, even though like kids are pretty smart. Like they, they get, <laughs> yeah, they, they get the jokes.
0: Yeah. But, um, well that's, yeah, that's why I'm like wrestling with it. Cause I'm like, if this is landing with children and is resonant to children and is like resonant to me as well, then mm-hmm. this is easily a four star film because that's not easy for films to do. No, and it's very impressive out. what they
1: accomplish because yeah. it, it, It lands the plane that it's trying to do. And I don't think anyone else, again, just like Oppenheimer, I don't think anyone else could have made this movie. And it would have been, this movie made
0: $337 million so far (laughs) in
1: in a week. That's incredible.
0: For what is ostensibly a cash grab. And and,
1: and as much as we, I'm speaking for both of us, we like Oppenheimer more, correct? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and I think
1: a lot of people too.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we like the film that underwrites female characters and don't <laughs> like the film that's about female characters. But this
1: this movie more than Oppenheimer is the movie event of the year. Yeah, and it's not even
0: close. It's so crazy that it is. It yeah. wouldn't be that if Greta Gerwig wasn't the director. No,
1: I still have more things to say about Oppenheimer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, like, and this is kind of how my watching of Barbie was going. It's like that was funny what about that scene in often <laughs> i'm like no 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 i'll no, no. focus on this yeah um and it had the, the theater that
1: i was in with pretty pretty full theater for being a fucking oh
0: mine was i don't know if there was an open seat it was a 3 30 on a tuesday
1: yeah mine was at 11
0: 30 <laughs> yeah AM. crazy
1: and uh, the people were dying
0: yeah um that's horrible i can't that's really sad people that people died in the theater, <laughs> no, they like, were dying. Laugh, laughter, oh, of a good time that changes everything. Of quality cinema, oh, nice. Um, but no, it was a good
1: movie. I I thought that it did what it tried to do very well. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. And it does have a. It has a great message for for yeah. young girls. Um, and the whole uh, Mattel aspect of, uh criticizing the uh, capitalism or whatever. And and
0: also cannot believe she got away with that. But like that alone, she's like very hard on Mattel, which is like the company that is like funding it. See, and that's the thing too, is like, I get, I get like Mattel being like, you know, we can take some, you can make some jokes about, you know, Alan, you can make some jokes about that. What I was really shocked by was them letting her make jokes about, um, uh, them only having one female CEO in their entire history. And I was like, that's shit that corporations do not play about. And yeah. I'm like good on her for having Disney the would never bravery. No, literally. Yeah. Like that is tough to hear if I'm you're corporate. I I'm imagine what they did cut out. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually I didn't even think that. <laughs>
1: they had to cut some stuff out. Yeah.
0: No, um well, since we're we're short on time, I'm just going to shoot from the hip on yeah. on stuff here. So Will Ferrell. Yeah. Always going to be funny whenever you uh-huh. cast him as a CEO of anything. See Will Ferrell to me was one of the more unsuccessful parts of it oh really mm-hmm. it's successful for me just for when he passed out when they whispered the thing to him and, that i was not expecting that i actually died laughing at that yeah i'm also like hannah said the same thing of like will ferrell is not funny in that and i was like <laughs> i do f- always forget that i am obsessed with i've yeah. always thought he's the funniest dude ever. and like, he was funny yeah i just
1: i thought it was like distracting
0: yeah he's the, doing will ferrell yeah yeah, yeah. Whereas like every like Ryan Gosling is not doing Ryan Gosling, and, and it seems like movie. he was
1: like doing like his character from like Zoolander. A yeah, well bit.
0: that yeah, well then that's the same thing as like Lego Movie when he plays like the CEO in Lego Movie. I haven't seen the Lego Movie. It's like the exact same thing. Okay, it's it's all Zoolander <laughs> is that like <laughs> mode for him? Okay,
1: he just shuts his brain off and he's like, all right, time to go to CEO and he just mode. Yells like this. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I uh, love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay like i loved when he ran past Bar- when him and barbie were like we, ah we can't talk about will farrell the whole time we talk. we have so little time to talk we got about 30 that. minutes to talk about so... will farrell <laughs> um but no uh i wanted to talk about the ending well why don't we start with the beginning oh what about that let's try that <laughs> uh do you
1: want to talk about the kubrick thing at all
0: that was awesome yeah, that, that that alone should probably it, bump it up to four stars and that was like teased like months See, and months ago had that not been in that that's what i, I need to get my mind out of yeah. had i not seen that already i would have been like this is instantly undebatably four stars minimum and that's why i was
1: expecting it to be more like extreme it's yeah. like you're fucking coming out with like a space odyssey like that was reference wild. like right away yeah um so and i think that was like just part of the marketing too, it to get people into the theaters like the it's non- Teenage girl
0: audience into the theaters. Yeah. It's, 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 it's ostensibly what that is, is a scene that should only be for children to understand like what Barbie was. Uh-huh. And she delivered it with a language that makes it appealing to adults. Like yeah. it's, it's very clever to do, these do it dumb, that way. Eight fucking girls. <laughs> be like, but then I was really thinking about space odyssey in the ending. So we'll come back to that. Um, yeah. Okay. But um where do we go from there? I she, thought so I thought Barbie Land uh, uh was like amazing set design Yeah, the set, the set design is awesome. Which is something Barbie. I've been like wrestling with in this where it's like like I I can understand that it's amazing set designs and like just the little things like aesthetically like when they get in the car crashes and the car flips like that. Like yeah. that that alone is like like if I would have seen that in a 70s film that's like doing something like this, mm-hmm. I would have been like comedy used to be so much more subtle look at how good <laughs> and subtle this comedy is four stars and then when i see it in this i'm like oh yeah whatever it's a little su- it's a quick gag and i'm like no that's like actually really clever and is not just a throwaway thing like it could have been it's like the again the little things in barbie that they do right um alan 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 michael sarah is like my favorite part of this movie. i fucking love alan <laughs> he's so funny alan is goaded I have I have said I'm his best friend and all his clothes fit me like <laughs> fifty fucking times. Yeah,
1: I was laughing. Out loud love that for sure. That
0: was the funniest shit I've ever heard. Oh, uh,
1: <laughs> I love how they're always like all the discontinued Barbies too. Yeah, they're like pregnant Barbie. Like, she's fucking. Last. I also
0: was geeking any time that they were like Kate McKinnon. Ah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kate McKinnon was great in this too. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, uh Shang Chi.
0: Yeah. People hate him. What? I don't know why well, he, people hate him so much. He was so like much. the
1: antagonist, kind of. Uh, yeah. But what's his actual name?
0: Uh, Simu yeah. Lee. <laughs> cut, <that>, cut, <laughs> cut that. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: he was great, I thought, too, as uh, other Ken. I'm looking at the um, cast list for this now, and it's just Ken, 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 Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Uh, Issa
0: Rae was really fucking funny.
1: I do think that the best joke it, it, it's pretty lowbrow here. Uh the beach off I think is the best joke.
0: Really? Yeah. Cuz I was like, okay, that that one I'm like they're talking okay about
1: Jurgen. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny?
0: They were, they were. Um they Sorry, I'm just looking at the whole cast now.
1: Yeah, great cast. Because
0: I feel like there was a couple small roles, and I was like, I feel like that's someone I'm supposed to know, and I don't. Yeah, but I think John right. Cena was fucking sick John as a Barbie. Cena, good, good look cameo. I mean, again, <laughs> uh, uh, mermaid Ken. Mermaid
1: Ken. Uh, Ryan Gosling does deserve a nomination, uh, for supporting actor. Um, and I, he should probably win it. Um it seems like it's gonna and i will see what the slate looks like at the end of the year but mm. it seems like it'll be him or robert May jr um
0: the way that he like he, he discovered also, shit in the real world was the fun like i was crying dude, laughing during that whole thing
1: actually the, the best joke is the horses yeah yeah
0: but like the way that he was just being like like just watching guys be like yes and high five and he's like yes i was fucking crying yeah. yeah uh
1: he's i think most of the comedy comes from him. Um, a lot of like really impressive, um, like you said, physical comedy, but also like the, the dance sequences that, yeah. What do you think
0: about, do you think they should win best Sorry. original song for I'm just Ken? Yeah. I'm just Ken.
1: The actual best joke was at the end when he's wearing the sweatshirt that says everybody I wants I, it. I am enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He, that, that musical number was actually like, I actually found myself kind of wishing that it was a musical after that.
1: Yeah. I had more of it. Yeah. Because yeah, that
0: was really fucking funny and like really just them going for it in a way that was very movie, funny.
1: They just go for it.
0: However, I did see a thing today about competition that it will have at Oscars for best original song. Do you think that it deserves to win best original song this is how I have to talk while I go pull it up real quick. Do you think it will win over Jack Black's uh, Peaches?
1: Oh, that would be such a it should. Uh, <laughs> but I, I would love it if the the Mario song because
0: uh... I'm like Pete, Like as much as I think that song was funny, like I'm just Ken in the concept of the film. Uh-huh. Peaches like actually was a good song, <laughs> and that <then> people <laughs> are like actually streaming it yeah. like, on like Spotify. And but then somebody also pointed out the little kids alien song from Asteroid oh. City, and I'm like, that was very thematically funny as and well. Tough,
1: tough for them. This, this is gonna be a tough kids. one. The kids are winning.
0: And unfortunately, guess what? We're gonna get instead of uh, some fucking post Malone track off across the Spider Verse <laughs> yeah. that has nothing to do with the movie. You know it's gonna yeah. go to that.
1: Yeah, actually. Um, uh, what do you want to talk about for
0: Barbie? Um, I guess like. Dude, it's hard. Do I want to dive into like any of the themes? That's the thing. Is I'm like, I don't really, to... all it comes down to me is like, is this scene effective? To like, does this scene like del- or Does this movie deliver the feeling that it's supposed to deliver to like girls? I guess. And what really? How do we understand girls? Yeah. So the what, the, <laughs> the, what it seems like the movie is about. Uh,
1: if I were to like sum it up with yeah. a very short sentence here, is that. It's hard to be a woman in today's society. Yeah. Uh, like rightfully so. It's so, like so they... crazy in that. <laughs> there's no way for us to talk about and, 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 and what do you want me to say about that? <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: You're right. Yeah. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> yeah yes you're right I'm sorry.
0: now i will say one thing that surprised me about the movie is like for how much you know you got fucking like stupid ass ben shapiro and shit being like yeah. this movie's actually woke yeah. <laughs> it's like what you, what the fuck are you talking about yeah, but it's like people like the catholic church is like boycotting it or whatever uh and it's like but i will say like i was surprised that there was legitimately a message in here of like Hey, like these guys need a place like in the society and whatnot. And like, it's obviously done like a jokey manner in a way that is effective of like them. The narrator saying they will have exactly as much power in Barbie world as women have in the real world. Like I'm like, literally the movie tells you says you decide for yourself. Like you guys get to choose how much power. Like if you identify, if you are honestly fucking dumb enough to identify with the Ken's in this movie and be like, they were an oppressed society yeah. and they rose up and that's heroic. Then that's how you... no misky you to the film. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, then you objectively have to agree with the narrator of like, all right, then we need to give women more power in society. And it's like, I don't understand. Like this film was so careful to be like, mm-hmm. Hey, we understand men are not like this evil thing. We're lambasting. Yeah. Like Ken specifically, is a funny thing to make fun of but it's like it, and that's the thing too is they're being like oh well you know the the avatar for women barbie i was never treated dis- i was
1: i was never happier than when ken got his mojo dojo casa house <laughs> yeah yeah i,
0: w- I was de- what did they keep calling him beer, yeah, beer bruise <laughs> yeah beer bruise yeah um and i liked i like the one part where the guy is splitting is sitting in the complete splits on the couch getting his feet massaged yeah. on either side <laughs> <laughs> um but like The fact that like people are really bad faith reading this film, being like, you know, the emblem, the avatar for women in this film, Barbie, is upheld in this way, and the avatar for men in the film is treated this way, and it's like, Ken is not equal to, like, that's the whole fucking point. The movie keeps telling you, even in the real world, Mattel says, Ken is not something we are worried about. We don't care about <laughs> like, Ken. <laughs> Ken is not emblematic of all men everywhere. It is uh-huh. a joke about a toy line that exists as an accessory to a different toy line. <laughs> like what the fuck are you not understanding about this? Yeah. But again, it's bad faith readings and I shouldn't even read them, but what the fuck ever.
1: No, it's comical that uh and it honestly is better for the marketing of the movie that people are reading it that oh, way. Oh, exactly. Fucking Uh mind. so whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, all I really have on it is, uh, so, you know, that, uh, Ryan Gosling used to be, uh, Mickey mouse club. Oh yeah. And, uh, a long time ago i uh, was shown some footage of him on Mickey mouse club and just the way that he's just making like faces, like, I'd be like <laughs> the whole time he's dancing. And I was I was thinking about that out of watching the movie and being like, damn, he's like tapping into that like exact shit. And I actually read a quote from bored because well, no, and I read a quote from him where he was like, I spent a long time after Mickey Mouse Club, like being like and he was in Goosebumps and shit Mm -hmm. like that when he was a kid. I think I've seen clips of him in Goosebumps. Yeah. And he was like, I spent a long time after that, like distancing myself from that and being like, no, I'm a serious actor and he was like and for this role i found myself being like no you've got to go back to that like you've got to make amends with him and he's like and i honestly found it to be like very therapeutic and like healthy because he's like for a long time been running from him and then i ran back to him and we embraced and i was like oh good for our king that's so sweet and there was like unironically that scene where he wakes up in the morning and he's all cut shredded i for real was like oh my god that is unbelievable fucking body goals ryan gosling spazzing that's that's like american psycho christian Bale levels of shredded that he hit for this yeah good for him uh (laughs) it actually is crazy he looks phenomenal uh and i love that how,
1: how he's uh um like every time he talks to barbie he's like just like flexing his arm <laughs> yeah. or,
0: or something. Well, and like they use the the scene where he's getting fixed up in the infirmary was like uh-huh. using some advertisements for the film, and like that scene, I have watched so many times, and I'm blown away by how much. It's how just many times like, have you watched it? Seven, at least. Oh yeah, of him just being like, <laughs> well, no, just him being like, like for instance, he goes, "Uh, they're like, actually, in the time it took for us to explain that to you, your arm already healed," and he's like, "Yes." <laughs> barbie can i come to <laughs> instantly go- and then like and then she's like yeah we're just gonna do this whole song and dance thing and he literally just goes nice cool cool <laughs> like that's so fucking funny <laughs> sorry i'm spending this entire time talking about ken well, yeah but- we're not talking about any women, but no margot robbie let's talk about margot robbie's performance because i was like this is great she's delivering on everything she needs to needs to and everything doing exactly what ken is doing and everything mm-hmm. but and i'm again like it was very like um, Matt Damon in Oppenheimer to me where I'm like, this did everything it was supposed to. This was the perfect like conduit for the audience in the mm-hmm. film. And I'm like, but I wasn't like blown away, but it's like at the same time, like it wasn't positioned in a way for you, for it to blow you away the way that, you know, You're kind fucking... of expecting it from Margot Robbie. And you weren't
1: expecting it from exactly Godling a little bit. Yeah. So
0: it's like, he gets way more of a, running start at your expectations of like let me blow everyone away whereas yeah. like Marta Robbie has to
1: anchor the entire film yeah do you think that
0: this film will be nominated for an oscar for best picture good question because this is a weak fucking year yeah i was just looking at um well here's the question if i'm looking here i'm saying oppenheimer lock for best picture Yeah, lock spider-man across spider-verse lock for best picture mm-hmm. asteroid city 50 percent chance yeah best picture maybe maybe not just because it's Wes. so when you put it that way uh well martin scorsese is still dropping this year so that's an yeah, absolute law so we, we'll we'll see how it turns out i you know i'm more shocked by the chance that i'm not able to definitively say no you know what i mean sure like there's no way i should be able to say maybe to that question um So you think it'll be nominated? Yes. I'm going to put my nuts on the table.
1: I don't know if it will or not. um, Because here's what's interesting about Barbie to me and like the grand scheme of like movies right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Very seldomly do we have a piece of IP that is both incredibly successful at the box office Mm -hmm. and is also like very incredibly critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that this is happening to the Barbie movie and not any of this other IP that everyone is so obsessed with. Um, but because, no, normally, in a situation like this, like say, w- if this was a Spider-Man movie, or if this was a Marvel movie, or yeah, a superhero movie, or or any kind of Transformers or whatever, um, normally that holds gets that holds the movie back from getting like a, a certain level. Yeah, because there's always acclaim, that stigma. Because there's always that stigma, and I think that there is still a little bit of that stigma with Barbie even though it has reached such critical acclaim um i don't know if the oscar the if the academy will still wholeheartedly recognize it even though just because it has it, it's the Barbie movie you know what i mean yeah and that's um, where i'm at with it too and it very much could be um i don't think it'll win it won't win best picture
0: uh yeah, no. But it could get nominated. Cuz there's no world where this deserves to win Best Picture over Oppenheimer. But facts. It is interesting that it could be in the running because and- I was just looking just now at a list. Mm-hmm. There's nothing besides Killer of the Flower Moon that is getting a Best Picture nomination in my opinion. Do you think that Margot
1: Robbie will win Best Actress?
0: I actually definitely think she deserves to be nominated.
1: Okay. Um, I think she'll be, I is, think she should for sure deserve to be nominated. I don't know if she'll win though either though. From what basically from what I just said.
0: My thing is, if ScarJo is nominated for Asteroid City as a lead, yeah. I think she deserves to win. Or if she's a supporting, I think she deserves to win. I think it would be smart
1: for ScarJo to go in supporting. Same. Um, I think it would be smart for Ryan Gosling to go and in supporting. I think it's more fair. I think Ryan Gosling could run for best actor. I I was Uh, like, he gets gets the screen time. What
0: is the line? Do they just get to decide what the line is? I think
1: that they get to decide. Okay, Um, I think he should be nominated for best supporting. If he decides to run in best supporting, then I think he will. He will have a much greater chance of winning. There's no way that he is beating um, Killian Murphy in. Do you think Keanu
0: Reeves will be? No, please, no.
1: I love John. I love John Wick. No, 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 no. He won't. He won't be nominated.
0: good. Good. (laughs) <laughs> scared myself for a
1: second. There. I don't know why you why you dredged that one up. Um, but I don't know if I think Margot Robbie will for sure be nominated. And I don't think I think she has a shot of winning, but depends what the, the slate's looking like. I don't know if that they will take this role serious enough for her, even though all that. The well, movie, that's the problem. Because yeah. the movie accomplishes a lot and she accomplishes a lot.
0: But no, you know what? She does deserve it. I'm forgetting that there's that whole fucking, like, not a third act, but, like, the entire falling action of the movie is on Margot Robbie and Rhea Perlman's shoulders. Yeah, no, she does a ton. Yeah. Um, it's like when the when the comedy falls away, I would, it is completely on Margot Robbie to carry this film. Let me
1: make this clear. I would love her to win. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think that, like, the narrative of margot robbie wins best supporting our best actress for
0: barbie, barbie. <laughs> that does sound nuts. it just sounds nuts <laughs> i also will say that they better fucking not put ken in the best actor category because no, who can't. the fuck else is going in there besides killian murphy I yeah mean. and like, honestly like, you're every, sending them it, into a slaughterhouse see, it seems
1: like people might just try to avoid that whole category because yeah. they're like what it's gonna
0: up? be leo like no matter oh, what he's gonna get nominated It's jesse for best supporting, right? He's only supporting, right? I have no idea the capacity oh, of his role. Um, but like my whole thing is like it's gonna be Killian, and then it's gonna be Could Joaquin Phoenix get it for Boa's Afraid? Oh, uh
1: I think that he, he be, should. He sh- that would be I would love for that to happen just to get some recognition. I honestly
0: don't think that when it's when is that the much when it, worse than the, is the either, uh um as a performance.
1: Uh the other um Dune? Walking Phoenix movie coming out uh uh napoleon the ridley scott napoleon oh, movie. is that coming shit. out in the fall if that comes out in the fall he should be has down. an
0: actor ever been nominated twice in the same year for best actor i don't know i feel no. like marlon brando might have been
1: maybe i can't remember a time where that's ever been even close i don't think
0: or, uh, or no de niro i feel like has had a couple like when he was starting out like, i don't big know roles in the, in the same, same year i don't know if they were nominated big two movies i know napoleon napoleon is coming out this year no way they're is already it? starting to push because I saw a,
1: a a preview for a trailer for it in theaters like not long ago. How,
0: that, why can't I? That's Ridley it? Scott, right? Yeah. So and that's insane, going straight insane to... that
1: he is still making. Me. He's 95 years old. Are you serious? Oh, wait, I hunt. 100, he's 115 years old.
0: No, I think he's 82. God, my fucking dumb ass went to letterbox. There's no release. Um,
1: so I could see walking uh, Phoenix being nominated for that.
0: November 22nd. OK, that's like... wait. Is that after the cutoff, though? No. OK
1: i don't think so i think as long think as it comes december, out december
0: isn't it sure well, then... well
1: no no it's not it's not by the end of the year december is or november is before december
0: true true that's so he okay, should be fine they just started that
1: and like it and that could be like fresh in everyone's mind too if it blows people away
0: which then, feels like then, why like i'm not so seen... there
1: still is dune coming out also
0: but that got delayed but when is it coming out uh 2024 now is it really Dune? Yeah, because because that's the thing is SAG after strikes are knocking oh, out the rest of the slate. So
1: that definitely like Dune would be the only. Competition, I think, for like a ton of below the line yeah. stuff for the Oscars in Oppenheimer and Oppenheimer's yeah. probably going to. Well, like
0: here is my thing. While we're still talking about Barbie, wins definitely deserves we a best set minutes. design nomination. Set design is incredible. Yeah,
1: costume design is incredible. Costume design definitely.
0: Um, and like they went out of their way, like with the yeah, the, like and that's the thing. There were just like little touches where I am like, man, if this was something that I was passionate about, like mm-hmm. as a child, I would be busted. Like. Like when they were throwing the outfits and they were free, like they were clearly like catching them and like stretching them. That was crazy. For for lack of a better term, uh, the amount of lore in this movie, the amount of (laughs)
1: Barbie lore in this movie is actually incredible. They really knew what they were doing. And this really, this is a great story of motherhood uh, um, and a a great coming of age movie in a way.
0: I almost wish they would have spent more time with uh, America Ferreira as the actress, right? Yeah, we're yeah. we standing now. Now we're standing up. Um, I almost wish we would have spent more time sure. with their relationship. Like, So that's why I wanted to talk about the ending real quick. Yeah, go for it. I was a little taken aback by the decision to not follow like America Ferreira and her child and have like this big... like. This is where I was kind of like, wait, is this four kids or not? was that they didn't follow the child and the mother and be like and now their relationship is repaired and this is her going to school and oh she's got her barbie in her backpack like what you would expect you know yeah yeah and instead it was like and now we're gonna figure out what happens with barbie i was like <laughs> i was supposed to be invested in that i didn't realize that yeah well and and the conclusion the conclusion that there is like, there is no ending that's why I wanted to talk about the ending. It's because okay. I was like, what is going on? I was like, I will say, I think that that was a powerful, like, musical moment. That little montage where, like, she saw like a whole woman's life or, like, mini women's life representing yeah. the entire arc of a woman's life and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was very powerful, but I will say, like, that entire ending did actually bring me back to Space Odyssey. Because okay. I'm like, this honestly feels like the White Room. At the mm. end of Space Odyssey, where it's like, why are we in this room? What's fucking going on? Where, like, all of a sudden she's in this completely white space. And she's like, all right, take my hand. And she, like, shows her all these visions and then disappears. And then Barbie becomes a real person. I'm like, is this? Are, like, kids invested in this? Yeah. It's like this feels very much like a something so, for 20s to 30-year-olds so, so to you, be like, oh, what am I going to be? So I think...
1: Oh, Would well, you said you'd rather see the arc of the mother and daughter? I expected to see oh, okay. it be
0: like you know her be like, mm-hmm. and I'm going to school, eh. and then she like, turns and is like, wait, but now Barbie's a real person, you know what I mean? Instead, it like completely is just about Barbie. Uh, and and it's I-, like, I guess the movie is called Barbie and not people who play with Barbie. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, the end being like, oh, Barbie goes to the gynecologist. That was really funny. That as was a, a good joke ga- as a final gag. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's the only thing I have like a bone to pick with is that ending because I'm like, I don't know. At a certain point, you know, if it feels like, like I said, the, the Space Odyssey intro gets away with it because I feel like it's speaking to children with a language that like a subtext that adults understand. And like if you're a kid watching that, you're just like, this is, ah, this is awesome. They're crushing the dolls. Mm-hmm. This is hilarious. I love this. And like as an adult, you're like, oh, this is a Space Odyssey. But like that ending there is nothing else for you to look at besides like existential fear like it's yeah. like wait what yeah um i i
1: had something i wanted to say and it totally left me oh shit i know I hate when that happens <laughs> um yeah like the, the 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 driving force of Barbie being what happens to us like when we die
0: yeah it's
1: like a weird like elevator pitch which is
0: very funny because i saw people being like (laughs) good luck going to barbie first or going to oppenheimer first and then you're contemplating death after barbie i'm like no i'm contemplating death after barbie because of the barbie ending yeah that made me think about death the entire time and like a way that was very upsetting to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't, I don't. interesting I'm like I mean at the end of the day it's what they wanted and they certainly did not compromise on that ending that is what they wanted
1: Barbie is a really weird tone to me uh, because like it is one of the silliest movies I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life and then just throughout the movie they're just like
0: and um, what does it mean to what, be a yeah, human what does, it, yeah, what does it
1: mean to be alive and to be a person and to like live life and to like Experience trauma and pain, yeah, uh, and reflect on <laughs> it.
0: strange
1: but then also we're like, "Welcome to my mo- d- mojo dojo casa house."
0: But then also, like, what I'm describing is just Toy Story. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I definitely didn't want this true. to just
1: be Toy Story. Yeah, there is definitely a parallel between Toy Story too.
0: Yeah yeah hmm. so i'm like in the end like it was the right thing to do to have an actual idea be on screen and, it's just like a certain part of me is like okay well is this not for kids then because then if it's not for kids then there is this no like hey you bridge the gap this is enjoyable for adults and for kids i'm like i don't know a kid that understands what the fuck is going on with that. but i'm not a kid and i don't talk to
1: kids and, and a, a
0: personal knock for me this is like not i not a real knock in the
1: movie but yeah. like i just like couldn't get over it um is like the fact that like Barbie Land is like a real place uh <laughs> i thought that was sick
0: <laughs> that they're just like all right now you guys come back with me to Barbie Land <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> i was like what the fuck is going on and uh
1: yeah like the the fact that like all right she becomes like a a real person it, and I I get it, like, I, I, and I I have no problem being like, all right, it's it's silly, it's a movie, uh, and like moving past it, like, like don't spend too much time thinking about it. But my yeah. little monkey brain was like, no, what are the fucking like laws of physics in in Barbie <laughs> land that yeah. that could com- in, compared to like real life? Like how and I did it, like and they're I talking did... about like portals and shit, and, yeah. and, and the closing the rift, and it's like I
0: need more explanation I, on I... <laughs> I A loved that they didn't do that cuz A I love that they never once showed a portal. Yeah. It was just like always from the perspective of the portal like them coming uh-huh. and leaving. And then no they can't and like they that
1: that's like part of the joke. Is yeah. That, is that like here is this like traditional like story like plot device that like we're not gonna explain <laughs> yeah. and we're not. And then gonna, I like, loved yeah I loved like, the
0: Kens were like gonna build a wall to block it and then on the other. <laughs> and then on the other side, like just Will Ferrell being like, okay, well, let's get to work. We're gonna go close the portal that bridges our two realms. <laughs> it's like just the CEO being like, that's perfect. We're now gonna do the spell. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what? What? But also B, I loved like when they would like break fourth wall and say things like, Do uh big hands come in here and move you guys around? And my Robbie's like, Why would that be a thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, how the fuck is any of this work? Yeah, there, yeah, it's like pur- purposely <laughs> yeah. uh
1: like no explanation for anything, which like I that works mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Uh and like that's what they're going for. It's inherently funny. Yeah, and very funny. My monkey brain is like very confused. Very confused. All right, we have four minutes. Yeah, Um, we did have any closing thoughts on anything that for Barbenheimer, the biggest movie event of the
0: year, uh, just that studios are going to do this every summer for at least the next six years, try to do this, and it will never, it'll never happen again. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing that like this happened. Yeah, uh, like
1: that these movies were like, we're gonna, well that society was like, we're going to pit these two movies against each other. How
0: often do two blockbusters of this different of nature get announced that far ahead of time? Cause they got announced like a year ahead and neither of them ever shifted their dates. Yo. Yeah. So it was just like, like a stalemate, like, I remember people being like, "Can't wait to see both these in the same day," as a joke a full year ago, Uh-huh. and it just kept being a th- like every few months. Yeah, it, like, any snowboard. news came out and people were like, Bob and we're gonna do it." And I was like, "I'm not doing that." And then it like actually came out, and I was like, "I'm totally doing that. This is so funny. Do it, yeah, yeah." This is like
1: studio yeah. uh, yeah, is like, are, yeah, gonna try to replicate this. uh yeah and i have no idea like this is like such a weird like uh lightning in a bottle thing and i don't know yeah it it, 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 it'll i hope it doesn't seem fabricated going forward like
0: i hope they don't that's what i mean it's like it's gonna be because that's the thing too is it's like you're never gonna get movies this fucking different again like Oppenheimer is a three fucking hour long, partially black and white biopic of like one of the an individual who caused like arguably one of the worst things ever in history. In the Barbie movie, and then Barbie, like in, in that they're, both good. Be in they're both possibly and they're both like very good. Like they're gonna do this with like Transformers and Napoleon. Like that's going to be the equivalent moving forward. It's just like any Ridley Scott project is going to get paired with anything Michael Bay. Do you think And it's not going to be the same fucking thing? Do you want to hear my
1: theory that I just thought of right now? uh, That uh, Ridley Scott has been dead for years and Um, then they have like a Ridley Scott AI, like writing all of his movies for him.
0: One thing that I appreciate about him is that like he for what? No, he's still doing it. Is that he just refuses to let a movie be in the current year. And oh, he's yeah. like, it's either in space or the future, or it's in way in the fucking past. And I will not do something in current day. Yeah, that dude just loves doing set design. It's like his mm-hmm. whole vibe.
1: You have to. We have one minute.
0: All right, Babylon review starts right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> sign up for a Patreon <laughs> to like, get the whole Babylon review.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, both these movies are good. Yeah,
0: see them both. Boppenheim it. Boppenheim it. Bar. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. And there we are. in the barb... Barbanheim. And that's all it wrote. And no... Oh, and that's I- first. Number one, the bank wanted drug screen for everyone on the crew before they forward the money. A piss test? Yes, a piss test. I'll have what she's having.